I was born in 1979. So Carmen Electra for me it was like there's an exhaustive amount of time that I beat off to Carmen <laughs> Electra. So I made it a point. A buddy of mine told me if uh, if a chick looks at you for a bit, like two seconds, she's into you. That's what I said to her. Uh-huh. And she was like, I was just looking at how weird you look. <laughs> minutes late you have a crusty ass mexican boxing coach or something you're fucked you are fucked you know some thai dude teaching yeah. you muay thai and your show you're three minutes late i don't care if there's traffic on it you're done you yeah. know wrestling like high school wrestling college wrestling you're they, li- they do a good job of developing a culture in in high school wrestling yeah. i uh yeah definitely i remember being late to a practice in college, and my coach is like, you're not going to train today. You're just going to run five miles. Yeah. I was like, wow. All right. Enjoy that. Like, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you remember why. But there's a, there's, there's a something about that, you know, yeah. that carries over to life. It's really, yeah, really beautiful, you know? Do you have uh, children? I do. I have one nine-year-old girl. Yeah. That's what's up. I think uh, I think once I buy the property that I want, I'm going to just start busting them out. It's uh. <laughs> I will tell you this. I know it sounds stupid when everybody's like, it changes your whole life. But it does. Yeah. Here's here's what I will tell someone who is looking to have children. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. But every category that you would use to measure your quality of life goes down a, a million fold. What do you mean by that? All your hobbies, all the things you enjoy doing uh, with your free time, your sleep, uh, your sex life, everything you would, uh, the food you eat, everything that you use to measure your quality of life, it will go down. Your vacations now are different. Yeah, you're not not. There's no more romantic getaways to the beach. That like you're like going to Disney World. You're going. Yeah. It's all different, and it all goes shit. But somehow it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. I don't know how that works. Yeah, but that, <laughs> it's almost like you. You. I feel like sometimes uh, people or parents maybe enjoy their life through their kids. You know, maybe that's that has something to do with it. And I certainly am guilty of that. Yeah. But one thing I've I've always made a really hard commitment to do is not live vicariously through her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to play sports. If she doesn't want to play a musical instrument, like I'm like, okay, you do what you want to do. I I don't I'm not gonna impose that on you. If you do, like it'll be great. Yeah. We can play, we can jam out together. But um that's what I but I absolutely like Allow my enjoyment of life to be dictated by how much my daughter's enjoying it. Oh, yes, you know, and and I don't think that's healthy. What's up, gentlemen? Hello. How hey, you dude. Doing? Mike. Ethan. Nice to meet you, Ethan. Nice to meet yes. you. Apologize for the tardiness. No, it's okay. Nice to meet you, dude. Bobby, what's up, Bobby? Bobby, he'll be right with us. Hello. All right, sounds good. This is my co-host, Ethan. Yes. Good to have you, bud. Yes, good to be here. Yeah. Apologize for the tardiness. No, it's all good. It was uh, expected. You have yeah. beautiful hair. <laughs> Thank and you. it makes up for a Thank lot. Thank you. Yes, I would hope so. I would hope so. That's why. It slows me down. There's a lot of drag. <laughs> so catch some drafts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to shave the sides again. You will not feel that way in 15, 20 years. You'll be like, let me just. Let me just grow it out. Flex those fucking muscles. Because you get to an age where everyone around you is spending their life savings and doing everything they can to, you know, because they'll start receding hairline, whatever. Yes. And uh, I just so I do. I have a, a beautiful full head of hair. Oh I'm yeah, not, but I don't. Uh, I don't take it for granted. I'm not one of those guys who's like, yeah. What are you? Doing? You didn't yeah. have the turkey thing, turkey surgery, nothing. No, no. You but got, I, you I know, like genetics. I know, like yeah. five. My how old are you? My dad. I'm 44. My dad uh, had cancer two years ago, uh, right at the beginning of the lockdown. And my dad, 
has never taken care of himself at all for one minute of his life. Yeah. Super high stress. Uh-huh. He, he's a big fat guy. Uh, drinks like crazy. And um, he went through chemotherapy mm-hmm. at 77 wow. years old. Lost all his hair. Oh, wow. By 78, he full, like fucking boofy. And so I was just sitting there going, You're, you're a, fine. You're indestructible. I'm so happy my dad's alive. B, fuck yeah. I'm, it's a good sign. Yeah, and yeah, both yeah, my yeah. grandfathers d- died in their 90s with full, beautiful fucking Frank Sinatra hair. So I, I feel good about that. If all else fails in my life, I can always like can always rest on that on and just Dude, be like, nineties oh. is a, that's a good that's a long life. If this, you had fun, you could have a lot of fun in nineties. You know, I'm surprised the steroids haven't taken your hair. Yeah, the steroids. The hell, it's yeah. genetic. It is so genetic. It's, uh, listen, uh, let me so tell genetic, you yeah. all things. This is important. I don't know much about anything, uh, and neither, I think like acknowledging we. that you're like my level of expertise is this. My level of even knowledge of is just, but this I know. You can put all the creams on your fucking body and your skin. You can take the best care you can of your teeth. You can lather your head in the right shampoos and then go to Turkey and do and all of those things. And you can drink your bone broth and take the right uh, NAD so that you can live. You're given a deck, a hand of cards when you are born. And that's really dictates about 95 percent of it. There's a window exercise. Let, you know, mitigating stress, yeah. nutrition, pleasure. But uh, I'm Irish Mexican down the middle, both sides, you know, immigrant family and uh, horrible, shitty lives of everyone in my family for generations of exhausting labor and insane levels of alcoholism. Never once have they counted a macro or worried about anything going yeah. in their mouth. Yeah. And they all lived right on the butt hair of 100. And there's wow. nothing, and and so my point being, like you could, and I know people. It's genetic. It's there's just every, and I'm sure you know the fuckers. You need to tell that to my cholesterol because <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to fix it. Some chicken and whatnot. But how old are your grandparents? Dude, you had old grandparents. I do. Yeah. So yeah. my grandpa, first of all, my grandpa's been addicted to heroin, cocaine, and alcohol since he was like 13. All wow. very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pushing uh, 65 right trifecta now. right there. You know, he, and he yeah. just started shitting himself this year. So he's doing well. Yeah. You know, it's that's better good. better than most. 60, 60, you know. I started last um, year. Grandma, Grandma's doing all right. She's like she, 65 as well. And I just lost wow. my my last great grandparent this this wow. year. And she was like, she was like 97, something like that. So it's a Spanish blood. You know? Yeah. And they, uh, like, I, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know who Julianne Huff is? Oh, I've heard the name. Okay, she's a she's on Dancing with the Stars. She okay. was the, she's f- crazy hot blonde girl, super nice. Her and her twin brother. She has a twin brother, Derek, and they're both dancers, right? Well, I was on Dancing with the Stars. I, uh, I I knew uh, she would come in and, and like rehearse and shit, and she was super nice. And I was clearly very interested in her because I was single and she looks like it. So I would have these conversations with her, right? And uh, one day I I, I I am hanging out and I'm doing the rehearsal thing and I go home and I drive to the other side to the beach of Los Angeles as opposed to like the center city area. And I stop by Whole Foods to get some groceries. So I'm waiting in line at Whole Foods and there's a rack of magazines and one of them is like self magazine or women's fitness magazine. Mm-hmm. And it has her on the cover and it says Julianne Huff's Get Ready for Summer Workout and diet plan. So I'm like, well, that's fucking interesting. I kinda, yeah. And uh, I'm thumbing through it. And it's like egg whites and bullshit. And, you know, the, and yeah. I go back the next day and uh, 
This is, I mean, I know it sounds just like kind of over the top. And if you put this in a script, people, I come in and her and her brother are splitting bowls of candy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I go, what? <laughs> hey, so I go, what? Uh, what's with her? You're get ready for summer. She's like, I didn't even do an interview. Well, they just yeah. took pictures of me and well, put. The, I've never worked they out. Just sell yeah. whatever will sell. Like if yeah. you're if you're in good shape. People want to emulate that, and then they're like, "Hey, company will say like, I'll pay you X amount to just take pictures and lie about what you do." Do you think it's shape. harder for for women to get in shape because there's like different body chemistry? They're predisposed to again. I think it's genetics, genetics right? I yeah. think some yeah. girls come. Carmen Electra, she came into the radio show to promote uh, Starsky and Hutch. So we're talking. This is a while ago, 2005 ish, and uh, you know, I'm I was born in 1979. So Carmen Electra for me it was like. There's an exhaustive amount of time that I beat off to come to <laughs> So I made it a point to like go in the other room and uh, just Say be hi. around her. Yeah, 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 just to be just I'm, yeah. honestly like I wasn't envisioning like I'm gonna spit game. But but I, I was like I have to at least. Did you get close? Like sniff her hair? Oh yeah, no, no, fully, fully. Yeah. I like like and she's super like, sweet. And I was hang like, out in the closet a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got as close as I legally could. Yeah, yeah. No, but she was cool. She was sweet. But. Yeah. In between commercial breaks, I'm walking in there, I'm talking to her, and I watch, and she eats a bagel and cream cheese, and she's washing it down with a regular Coke, non-Diet Coke. Yeah. And yeah. I come back in the next commercial break, and I'll be like, oh, the next one's free. And I, and she has a different bagel and oh, cream cheese. And I a, love bagels. And a, and a, and a new Coke, because I can tell, because there's one next to it with lipstick on it, and yeah. she's cracked. And I go, is that how, how you eat? Is that your uh, diet? And she yeah. goes, all day, every day. Wow. My wow. whole life. Wow. And she looks yeah. great. She and so you go like, well, a lot of it is just that Carmen Electra's parents gave birth to Carmen. You know, yeah, Francis yeah. Ngannou yeah. never lifted weights ever. Yeah. You know, like I'm yeah. sure working in a sand mine had a lot to do. Yeah. But at the same time, also it's... I know dudes all day, every day in the gym with tons of pharmaceuticals, and they don't look one fifth as good mm -hmm. as that. Yep. You know, and I see some homeless people. I'm like, this guy, yeah. could they're yoked right now. Yeah. Yeah. shredded. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like yeah, we're kind of dealt, like you said, dealt cards and. I feel like you could definitely shave off years if you really sure. try. But committed. Adding, <laughs> adding years, I think you'd maybe just, like you said, max 10, like, like plus or minus 10. You, know, you guys both, when you started Jiu-Jitsu, rate of progression and what quickly good, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I pretty much... You came in I with started, wrestling was, also, right? Yeah, as soon as I started, I was pretty much You're beating one of the best. Belt. It's really weird. One of the I, was <laughs> really weird. I, I was terrible. Really weird. I was terrible. Really? Oh, yeah. I was wow. so clumsy and like wow. awkward. Yeah, I was like, uh, I really liked it, but I was really bad at first. And then it, I like trained probably three times a day for like a full year. And then I was like, oh, I really like this. And then, Damn. yeah, but I was terrible at first. Yeah, you quickly started training all day every day. Yeah, I don't know why I really liked it right away, but I wasn't good right away. I think um, that's a that's a good sign though, uh, as far as like your your personal kind of makeup. And what I mean by that is most people, adults, do something that they're not good at and they go, well, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. And to kind of find something that you can tether yourself to, even though it was probably wildly uncomfortable. And yeah, it's a, that's a very good sign. Because there's, there's a handful of things in my life that I've done that. But there's a whole other oh, for sure, five handfuls of things where I was like, well, this is... This I, I hate this. Sucks. I'm not going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's for sure that. I think... Uh, I wanted to do MMA at first and I didn't I hadn't done any jiu-jitsu and they told me like at TriStar they told me like you have to learn this or else you're going to get submitted so I was like so bad at first and then I just forced myself for a bit and I was like oh I actually like this one a lot more and then yeah. 
and here I am. Yeah. You're just the wrong age. Because maybe if you started in 1992, you didn't have to learn. You could just. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. You could just good run wrestler, through some shit. Good wrestler learn like You know the other guy didn't know shit. So yeah. Just smash people. Well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever fought MMA? Did you? I, I have fought in like Muay Thai and striking sports, and I okay. have had jujitsu competitions. So I've that's. Never... You're, you've done. You're a mixed yeah. martial artist, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a fighter. And my, what I mean by that is like my persona. I'm not that guy. You know, um, you're not that you don't guy. Look pal. for problems. I absolutely don't look for problems, but Do I think that there's, there's world class. You know, I, there's world class uh, MMA fighters and boxers and and jujitsu athletes that are not that guy who's going to go like George St. Pierre. Sure, will yeah. avoid fucking you up at all costs. Yeah, I have also met plenty of people. Like, Diaz brothers will be happy to fight you yeah. right now. They're very confrontational. They'll be in walkers yeah. at 80 years old. And they'll be like, you want to go outside? Fuck, I'll yeah, fuck you yeah, up. Yeah. You know? That's their version sure. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, and I think there's, it's, it's a, a personal makeup has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I'm just not like, uh, I've become close with Tim Kennedy because he owns uh, yeah. the academy that I train at now in, in uh, kind of the north side of Austin. No here. way. Okay. What's that, Jim? Uh, Gracie Humaita. Mm-hmm. And uh, he owns the Cedar Park. Academy yeah. with, that I train at, and then there's the Austin Academy as well. And, he runs a pretty um, cool podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, and sure. and like yeah. you talk about manly dudes, like like warrior spirit, the manly of the manliest. Like, yeah, absolutely, a championship yeah. competitor, like prime competitor at middleweight, and then also I was just like, watching. Man, sorry, a lot of war. Yeah. You know, Yoel Romero. That. Remember his fight. Dude, yeah. oh my god! Just watched god, it the other man. day. It's funny. Wow. I don't know if it came up on Fight it, Pass. Or it something. must have yeah. came up. We saw the same one where it's like they're talking about Yoel sitting on the corner and their corner. Remember? Do you know? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he got from that extra. My, from my point of view, it looked like Mr. Kennedy was like holding his club, getting some swings in, yeah. And then yeah, time yeah. runs out, and then Yoel was like, "Ah, oh, like there was an ice issue, right? They spilled. there was some issue in his. There was a Vaseline but it was issue." Like, Three minutes of a break. Yeah, it was and a long, and they're like, we don't speak English. So Tim was putting in work. <laughs> yeah. Tim was putting in work, yeah. and like that fight would have been over. Ah, uh, he would have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, if it yeah. was a one, like it should have been a one yeah. minute timeout break in between rounds, I think Tim would have won. But I heard, sure. I don't know if it was. Ch- I don't want to put words in anybody else's mouth because this can be looked at as a bit derogatory. No but one watched. I, this I anyway. think it was <laughs> Chael Sonnen who said, like, that's just Cubans. Cuban competitors and not found a way to win. Not that they're dirty. It's just like that's trust me. It's just like Soviet competitors. Like they'll figure out a way. You know. Yeah. If I, I mean, yeah, Tim was definitely gonna. I think from my perspective, like watching it, I think Tim would have won if it was a you know the one minute break that should have been, and he was uh, he's pretty pissed after. I think he was like, "What the fuck, bro?" And uh, but but my point being, it's like you know, I have conversations with him, and I've I've been really fortunate to kind of be able to become personal with the guy. Um, and he, uh, as well has farmland and I'm, I'm new to like the farming thing. Tim and has farmland. He d- Tim does. Yes. Awesome. And he will catch like, uh, an accidental kitty cat in his, you know, traps for raccoons or something. And, uh, I will do this and, uh, I will figure out, I will figure out any way to take it to the veteran. And Tim's like, well, like you, you put it down. You know, and oh, like, wow. he'll have sick chickens. And I'm like, what do we do? I, let's take it. My, my wife, I'm like, we well, have to take it to the poor thing to the vet. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, you called. Like, let's go. And, yeah. uh, and I'm That's not even going to get That's, into yeah. the, the level of like what it takes to be a professional soldier. But my point would be is like, there's guys uh, who have a killer instinct. And I'm, I'm not like, if there, if shit hits the fan and there's a, a world ending nuclear war, I want that warhead to land on my house. I don't want to go. Oh, where you I'm want like, out? 
begging yeah. my daughter to kill me so she could eat my guts to sustain herself and like getting yeah you know hoarding bullets so that i can fight for water i'm i'm good i'd yeah. rather just like call it a day meanwhile tim kennedy's gonna be like oh, oh. this is my time to shine riding. yeah he's, he's like finally yeah blood on his face leading the charge yeah, of everybody yeah. following behind him you know? yeah that's probably the first person i call if there's a yeah. like that yeah, yeah. yeah definitely that's crazy, right like in afghanistan so much of their population was so young when all this conflict began so so many people have never known peace yeah mm. So many young kids. They're just born into war. Lifetime of war. They don't understand anything different to, you know, bomb IEDs going off and all this warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got it good in the U.S., man. Oh, yeah. Try to keep yeah. It this way. I, you know how in Israel they have, man, and I believe South Korea, there's a handful of countries mandatory where. Mandatory war Mandatory. Time, you turn yeah. 18 and yeah. you serve. Or army time. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily go into battle, but you got to serve your country in some way. Yeah. I think we should have that in the U.S., but mm-hmm. it should be. You you turn eighteen. You have to go somewhere way shitty, yeah. because yeah. you'd learn a lot. I am yeah. absolutely like in Orleans. full support. If you yeah. want to complain <laughs> about America, that's fine. You know, I I'm a pretty uh, nationalistic guy. A pretty, but I also am open minded and I'm a realist. And I understand this country is, it, it has aggressive flaws. And if you're a young kid and you're like, you know, fuck fuck the people, fight the power, whatever. I get it. I go, but don't base it off of a complete lack of how fucking insanely lucky you are to be yeah. in this country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause so go to yeah. go to Honduras for a couple years. Go to El Salvador. Go to parts of Africa, parts of the Middle East, yeah. and just hang out, and then come back, and then let's see what you have to complain about. You know, Bro, even us go, even yeah. us going to Puerto Rico for a little bit. I was like, there's nothing in the <laughs> we grocery store. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not a third world country, but like, you know, we got it real good here. The groceries is stocked. We got guns here in Texas. Um, There's justice. Like if you get hurt or you get something like people care about you being in the right. Like there you you get, I don't know, someone murders someone. It's just kind of flies under the radar. Like here, it's like who did this and why and let's catch them. And and you don't have to go do this like 18,000 miles away, you know, to talk about like Burma or something like I spent enough time in Mexico growing up in Southern California. It's dangerous. And yeah. uh, someone robs you. And, the, you know, like even if you're not being an ass, you're not a drunk, you're like uh, someone pickpockets you. Yeah. You call the cops. Now you're tossing the dice again. Yeah. You, you understand? And I understand people love to have complaints about uh, the police. And that you, like I said, this is America. You're free to express You're allowed that. to That's complain awesome. here. That's a big one, but too. But just yeah. take into consideration how lucky you are that there is uniformly a group of people that will answer the call yeah, and yeah. show up and help and then you. not ha- br- uh, then you won't have to bribe them <laughs> to get the help yeah. and you yeah. yeah and i'm sure things are different in like extreme yeah you know, like in in uh high crime neighborhoods i mean i don't know what it's for like sure to. yeah i did live in pre cory booker newark so i did uh, i was i was fucking gnarly yeah it was way newark's sketchy newark's a sketchy sure. place and it's yeah, way yeah. better now yeah. But I was, this is 99, so and I grew up in LA and I moved to New Jersey. I had no concept of what is a good neighborhood or bad neighborhood. I just saw in the paper, there's a $180 apartment mm. that looks appealing. And I, why and, is it $180? I and know. I was the only non black dude. And it was crazy because I would get stopped so much by the cops. Oh, they and think they you're go, buying drugs. And they go, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I, I live over there. And they go, no, you don't. Wow. And here's the, uh, wow. when I, whenever wow. any of the, like my super right-wing friends like to uh, get really uppity about, say, uh, harassment for uh, people of color from the police and everything, I go, sure. well, like, let me give you a little, <laughs> a little background on this. When I was living in 
Newark. I would get stopped a couple times a week. If a, if a cop saw me walking to or from my house, they, 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 they were going to stop. like, this guy doesn't belong here. And every single time I would explain to them and I would show them my ID and they'd be like, well, what are you doing here from California? I would say, oh, I'm going to Rutgers. And the, the, and they go, oh. okay, uh, move and stay, stay safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know Get out of here when you can. How you know many times yeah. I got arrested? Zero. Well, okay. Yeah. So you weren't harassed. Do you, you know how like, many times I had yeah. drugs in my pocket? 100% yeah. of the time. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I was either going to say zero or 100. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. was, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a profound drug addict. And, okay. Uh, can, can you realistically think yeah. that I would have fared the same way? If no, 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 no. You'd be patted down fella. for sure. I was, yeah. in, I was yeah. in awe when I sat down because Nikki's on threes. And you've got a 20 milligram. Yeah, no, these 20. are. 20, wow. No, one, no one's on those yet. Existed. These are the, hey, let me try one of those, and you have to go take a bathroom break. <laughs> that, yeah? Those, yeah. You want some? Uh, can I sniff it? <laughs> yeah, no, these are, it's a good flavor. You're going to make the podcast a lot better. <laughs> I mean, for someone your size, Nikki Rod, you need. Oh, it smells milligrams. interesting. What? How much you weigh? I'm about 235. Oh, yeah. So you're a, a sizable fella. And it's tobacco? Nicotine. And it's, it's nicotine. nicotine. Yeah. Uh, that's better than like dipping. I I love chewing tobacco and dipping, but yeah. uh, you know when you're dipping, you are in, a introducing tobacco and b you know the way that it gets in your system is it literally cuts up the inside of your lip, little wow. like micro, and so that you can wow. get it in your bloodstream, and that is seems to be where. A sizable amount of it. it's the same thing with smoking. You have to inhale said yeah, tobacco, yeah. you know. And so this at least is just you're swallowing it. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, what was your drug of, drug of choice? I like stimulants. I stimulants, like stimulants. Yeah. And and when I moved to the East Coast, I got introduced to doing heroin, but I would only do it. I would wow. smoke speedballs. I would smoke. I I would only smoke heroin, and I'd take it with cocaine. I couldn't. I never fancied like. Suddenly being down, I never fancied like the idea of it. I, I used heroin. I used, uh, took pills. Uh, I never got it. Uh, whereas stimulants, it was like that was that manna from heaven. You know, meth really? and cocaine, especially smoking cocaine. I loved it. Wow. Loved it. it. There's a difference between meth and isn't meth? Wait, like how cocaine? do you do this? How do you smoke? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm. Wait, how do you smoke cocaine? Yeah, you, you just burn it. You turn turn it to crack. Turn it to crack. crack. Yeah. Oh, do you okay, put it okay. with tobacco or weed, or do you? Sometimes I used to smoke. Or you yeah, just put it in a pipe. They, and, uh, and every every like culture has their own like uh, um, slang for like you know you put it in a cigarette or whatever. And uh, I used to do that, but I I just I'd make crack. I would make crack and I would smoke crack and I would smoke crack all day long oh, and shit. all night long. How how. Do you think that affected your brain? Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Do, like, do you think you've recovered fully from a situation like that? Well, it's been 21 years. Yeah. So, well, well, that's, your that's genetics that's doesn't a, do anything. You're fine, man. We spoke about this. That's quite impressive, man, because usually yeah. people, you know, you did a lot of stuck it? on you did a lot of the hard drugs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in rehab three times before I turned 21. Oh, wow, wow. So, wow. I, was, yeah, I was bad. I mean, I, uh, I say this and... I always like to point out, I'm not trying to be some exhibitionist, but I do want to say this only to give people who have never either experienced addiction or have a lo close loved one that has, in that I love my wife and my daughter so much that I almost can't put it into words. Mm. But I can't honestly tell you I love them more than I love smoking crack and drinking. Wow. It's, it's like that, huh? I can't tell you wow. that. I can't. I, I probably, maybe, but <laughs> it's that it's much maybe. of a Damn. like serotonin like explosion wow. or whatever. I loved, wow. I loved, I loved 
the process of going to get it. Mm. I would get goosebumps. I loved <laughs> yeah, having damn. it, wow. and I'd smoke it, and I was and, and it's like going to, like it's like, like sneaking out to get some ass for your first time. Yeah, no, and it absolutely is like like, like um, if you were if you were fourteen in eighth grade for freshman year, and a smoking hot chick gave you booty. That's how you would feel about it. Yeah. It's just like, a, like, right, like an insanely powerful grip on your brain. You're just like controlled by it. All right. I thought about, all I thought about, all wow. I cared about. And to the point that my life now is obviously a million times better. But Healthy. my life was so much uh, simpler. Fun? It was so much simpler then. Simpler. You just had one goal. Just get that Find one thing. Wow. Yeah. How, I didn't care about often, anything else. How often oh, wow. did you have to do something like that? Like, is it like you take a hit, you're good all day, you need it like five times a day? Well, at first, it was awesome because you could get an eight ball and like you had your whole weekend set. Yeah, like nice. you have a couple of drinks, you go to the bar, you, you build a up key a little bump, tolerance, yeah. though, talk some chicks, and you go back <laughs> yeah. like three hours later, do a key bump, and, uh, and it quickly progresses to like, yeah, you have to do it all day. You know, you wow, just start wow. doing it all day. And most people don't. Like, that's another thing I think is so misguided by like our defense against addiction in this country is that there's so much bullshit out there like if you try heroin once or you snort like you're you're done it's a yeah. it's like no no i know plenty of dudes like who like tactics got hammered get, and get they the fucking yeah. slam some heroin and they're like that's yeah wow that's yeah. not good for me and never did i know plenty of guys who are grown-ass men with businesses and families and they're like a couple times a month they're like let's go get some blow you know yeah, like yeah. functioning it, they, it happens you know yeah, like yeah. i just think that you don't have to do it. Now, if you hit that you hit that 7 or 11 and you happen to have a genetic uh, predisposition to addiction and you start introducing those drugs, hey, you're, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. Can I, I just think go back? Oh, you got it. Uh, so I don't know if uh, you guys went over it. Could we just like properly introduce what you know where you came sure. from what you do i don't know if you guys were a little late so i don't know if you spoke about it already but like oh. no we just kind of got into into talking yeah that's usually so like yeah so nikki what, and i met on grinder yeah, okay. <laughs> we were both new to he Texas. spends a lot of time on there yeah <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah so where where are you from what do you do and how did you, you end LA. up here yeah uh my name's mike and i am a i'm a radio guy pretty much by trade but i've been lucky enough to do lots of tv and other stuff and hosting. okay and uh, I am now a podcast host, which is crazy. You know, Your own podcast. Every, everyone is. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I didn't expect my attorney, and I was like, you should listen to my podcast. I'm like, what the fuck? I told people not to listen to it. So like, that's sometimes, I don't want to embarrass yeah, yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's so. what I do. And uh, yeah, so, and that, and I have been practicing jujitsu a long time, and I love it. And I'm still shitty, nice. but. Um, and that's born, kind of how we got to know. Born and raised in Texas. Born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Okay, I'm one right. of those very rare people who's actually from there. Wow. From He's there, got over t over ten years of speaking, right? Really, over a no, decade. Yeah. Over a decade. Uh, I started in radio on the air. Mm -hmm. I started in radio in like 2002. Wow. On the, okay. uh, like being a someone who gets paid to talk in. For 20, 20 great content. Years. I was probably like middle of 2003. Wow. How are we as speakers? Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But like you look at it as like how you would look at like a really good white belt in the same way. And I don't mean that as an insult. What no, I mean by that no, is like yeah, there's still yeah. there's small things that only come. And we were talking about it before the yeah. podcast. Experience. There's certain things that can only be done through just doing it so many goddamn times that it becomes normalized. Yeah. yeah. Your heart rate has to be. The exact same, if not lower, than it was 10 seconds mm. before you started, mm. 10 seconds after. 
And also that the most important thing, and this again, you can't you can't synthesize this, is that there's going to be a person that you present on the air, and there's a person who you really are. And then you just practice to get that meshing that, them that, that, mm. that window to close. Oh, are you scared that like you could like kind of lose yourself trying to mesh those things together? Like like No. Um I, I do worry about that for my wife and her cohort. She's an actor. Mm. And I and I genuinely I don't know. This is I because I'm a dummy who barely graduated high school. But I do Us too. I think mm. about things and I think about like if you're as I've gotten older. I'm considerably older than everybody in this room. And the one thing that I've kind of, some of the things that I've, I've developed understanding of is like part of the difficulty, what makes life seem so hard is just development and understanding of your own identity, right? In modern society, it didn't matter in, in 700 AD. You just like, food, just like I have to live and, and yeah. I have to take care of my family, yeah. okay? Your identity has become an issue, whether you like it or not. And I think if you're a grown adult who day by day works really hard to play pretend to be someone else, how does that mm. – how does that – and maybe it doesn't. Maybe like mm. you know, Michael Fassbender would listen to this and go like, shut the fuck up. I, I know I'm working. You know, It's interesting um, you say that because comedy is the same thing. When you, when you do stand up for the first time, mm. aspiring comedian. it's often – it's yeah. like people are you, – you, you're terrible, but you're very much yourself. And then it's not till many years later – most of the top guys, like if you go watch a show at the Mothership, people, they, who they are really comes across in their act. It's, it's, it's amazing for me, too. You're totally right. And I'm not a stand-up. I've done it, and people have always been like, hey, well, you, you're funny on the air, and you do it all the time. Uh, why don't you just do stand-up? And I go like, wait a second. It's a, it's a different ballgame. Just sure. like some of the greatest comics, some of the greatest stand-ups, are horrible on the air. You get them on to promote their, you know, back in the day before there was the Joe Rogan experience and, and people had their own websites and Twitter accounts. Yeah, you get them on radio. They'd have to come on the radio show yeah. a lot. Um, so you, I'd see the best of the best come in. Joe Rogan himself, before JRE, Joe used to come on the show quite a bit. Wow, and, really? Uh, and I, that's why I've always been such a demanding, like a really uh, almost an insufferable apologist for him because I go, okay, you, you you may be jealous, you may have your problems, but don't feed me this line of shit like he's just monetizing them. Because the Joe Rogan he you hear right now is the wow. same. Yeah, he yeah. would come into the radio show and talk about hallucinogens yeah, and yeah. arm bars and monkeys that live on some crazy right. island. He's like, have you yeah. seen this video? These monkeys can jump 20 well, yards. He's still you know? just the same. He's yeah. the same guy. And wow. he's been like preaching that kind of stuff that now it's like almost mainstream. But back then it was like, you look at, you talk about hallucinogens, you're like, you're going to lose your job. Or you're yeah. Gonna like, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, no. Cool. And what so, was your so, first experience? Sorry to interrupt. What was no. your first experience with uh, Joe? So he came on your radio show a long time ago. Yeah, or? I was. I was a member of this morning show in Los Angeles, which was like at the time, like what was really, it called? it's called the Kevin and Bean Show. The Kevin and I was, and, Bean and show, I was okay. neither Kevin nor Bean, but I was a member of the show, and I was yeah. in studio, and I at the time like was just starting to scratch the surface of jujitsu, and I was training. Cool. Uh, I was telling Nikki, I grew up with Orlando Sanchez. I grew, we wow. were boys. No I knew way. Him wow. Before he ever put on a gi, Damn. I knew Orlando. You know, it's incredible. And before he trained or before he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Wow. No, like, he went to La Cunada High School, and I went to San Marino High School. So we were in not only like uh, locals, like we were uh-huh. same. You like were we play each other in football. I was a year or two older than him, but. I knew Orlando. And then when he we both graduated and I moved back to L.A., we lifted weights together and stuff. Like, we were boys. And he would, he That's awesome. had not gotten clean yet. And Orlando <laughs> was 
Oh, okay. the, the guy you knew on the mats, like that was Orlando with a with a handful of blow. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. Uh, I've only had a, a, a handful of interactions with the guy, but he's, he's super nice and cool with me every time and yeah he seemed like an intense he's a super intense dude he only yeah. had one gear and that's why unfortunately he's he's passed on yeah. now because he, yeah. he knew one gear um but the thing about him too though was like he i always like i we were talking about music that we like before the podcast started and i said i over anything with entertainment i like authenticity a lot and that's why i don't have any problem with like let, let me look at this, this you and joe or you and Orlando? What's that? You and Joe or you and Orlando? Both guys. Both guys. Okay, okay. Both guys. That's a perfect... I mean, Orlando never made any claims to be, like, this civilized fucking... You know, like, he's like, I, I like Harleys. I like fucking badass biker gangs that I, I, I'm like, dude, are you seriously bringing that guy to fucking <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this movie with us? Like, yeah, and he's like, I got knuckles on my... And I want to yeah. go and I want to train hard and, like, I want to ride it till the rails fall off. He never fucking made any claims he to did. be others. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, like if you look at, like Ellen's done, right? Ellen's done. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, her what, what whole career's over because of because the people said she's not a nice person. Oh, right, right. She didn't her sexually harass someone. She didn't wow. commit any. The yeah. people, but why? Because she gave off the image for years, and she, she was really had good to be about a it. A nice person that I was mm. everybody's best friend in. And you watch my show. I'm gonna be. I'm dancing with you in your living room. Like David Letterman fucked his intern. <laughs> And got caught as a married man, like 30, 40 years, the elder of this young girl. And he came on the show that night, and he was like, uh, yeah, so this is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I hope we can move on. I'm sorry. And uh, Pamela Anderson on the show tonight. And uh, no one ever uh, said a goddamn word. Fine. You know why? Unapologetic. He never made any claims to be anybody's yeah, better. He's like, yeah. this show sucks. I don't like you. Don't yeah. bother me in my office. Yeah. And so there's a level of authenticity that yeah. goes a long way. You know? A great example of that is when Benjamin Netanyahu, he became the president of Israel, but when he was the mayor of Tel Aviv, someone was trying to blackmail him, saying that, oh, I know about the affair you've mm. got, and you know, you've got a wife and whatnot, and pull out of the election or we're going to expose you. And he did a press conference with his wife on one side. I hope this is true. Someone told me this. <laughs> <laughs> and this the mistress yeah. on the other side and be like, hey, this is a situation. I'm being threatened. I'm not going to back out of this. Yes, this I've, is what happened. I've made wow. a mistake, but we're going to move forward. And he became the president. You know? and it yeah, never, yeah, he's like one of the best. No matter how many um, examples of, of that exact, that real mea culpa, no matter how many times it happens and it works perfectly, goddamn PR agents and pub, you know, political campaigns, they yeah. always inf insist on creating this yeah. insane convoluted narrative that no, everyone's like, well, shut the... What? Yeah. That's an insane thing to say. Probably because then you have to rely on them more to maintain it. So it's like you need them around if you're trying so hard to maintain this persona. You need those people around so they're out of a job if you just don't give a shit suddenly. Right? I think there's that. And then I also think that we all have a much better, even subconscious level to sniff bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Especially with public figures. Yeah. Here's another yeah. thing. If I were to say name steroid era baseball players. Who got busted? Barry Bonds. Barry, Barry Bonds. Bonds. Barry Bonds. Okay. Mark McGuire probably comes to mind. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know that many. Okay, so yeah. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're not into baseball, <laughs> yeah. but people will will throw out Barry Bonds. They will throw out Mark McGuire. Uh, I think I only know about Barry Bonds because of that. Rafael Palmeiro. There, there, sure. There's a list. There's yeah. a handful of a dozen guys that, if, like, even if you're a diehard baseball fan. Um, that they will throw out. And Bonds, obviously, the biggest, but, you know, yeah. uh, Roger Clemens was in the news for tons. Of, 
No one will ever say the name Jason Giambi. It'll never happen. Why? Because all those other dudes, even in front of Congress, were like, I plead the fifth, and I, uh, mm. my wife was getting it for her uh, fucking you know, postpartum. And, <laughs> you know, the syringe. <laughs> Jason Giambi yeah. goes, I get paid a lot of money to hit home runs, and I'm getting older, and I'm really scared, and I was trying to do anything to make sure that I earn my money, wow. and uh, I'm runs. really sorry. Yeah. And I know I let down a lot of fans, but I hope you can forgive me. And uh, that's, I really, that's, uh, that's the God's honest truth. And no one ever said a goddamn thing about it forever. Mm. What are they going to pick at? Yes. Like, oh, he, what's, what's left? It's very reasonable. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's something to that. It's like, and we, since day one of kindergarten, everyone talks about George Washington topping down a cherry tree and just fessing up to his parents. And, but then no one fucking does it. No one, even as grownups, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. you realize there's massive power in doing that. Yeah. Because we're all of us are fucking imperfect. Yes. Yeah. You know? Like it's more relatable. Yeah. You're suddenly human. Man, I didn't know you basically like went around with Orlando Sanchez for that like that's before he even Yeah, that's yeah. that's Yeah, and my my foreseen. first I want a year and a half. My first year and a half of experience with jiu-jitsu was almost exclusively rolling with him. And when I wasn't rolling really? with him, I was rolling with Hamalo Barral. Damn. And so, okay, I didn't know there was such a thing as like retaining guard or passing guard. I yeah. didn't get it. I didn't honestly. My, my idea for your life. My idea of jujitsu yeah. was like becoming a more resilient, like training doll. Damn. Yeah, you, know? you get you get like the defense Damn. heavy when you're in that room. Yeah. Did you and, happen to see Nikki Rod's match with Sanchez? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Is that the first time you saw Nikki Rod? Or that was the first time, it, yeah, we became yeah. like familiar with him. Absolutely, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a pretty decent spectacle. I think uh, that was a big breakout I after think. the match. Yeah. Orlando was like, "Only Americans can beat me." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Get him!" Sick. <laughs> he he Man. has that thing. He has a real thing about. Uh, there's a like, there's like an old school kind of frontier honor. About that, where it's like him and t has him, he and Tim Kennedy were they like friendly friends? I don't, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Like he, he really, because like Tim is Tim now, and so Tim tries to surround himself with like upstanding, like Orlando, yeah. Orlando, he was, Orlando would yeah. hang but with, they're like, similar in some ways in that like hardcore mentality. Yeah, but one's maybe like, one's a little, different. yeah, one's yeah, clean, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah, also yeah. just like honestly, just like lifestyle, like. Orlando seriously hung with like hard ass gangsters. Yeah. Like yeah, some yeah. of the dudes he would be around, I'd be like, he would say like, "This guy's cool," and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, thanks." Yeah. Sure. I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. Like, and also like guys like like Fabrizio Verdum and Vanderlei. Like that was his group. Those dudes, yeah. they don't give a fuck. Like they are hardcore, you know? Yeah, like yeah. they're they're not like the GSP kind of straight shooters. You know, like yeah. there's a there's a there's a separation. You, I mean, same with like now through knowing Tim and then training at this academy where. They have veterans jujitsu, and it, largely because of Tim, I think, a huge contingency of guys out there that are veterans or active duty military, right? Mm -hmm. And so you meet some of these dudes who are Delta Force, Green Beret, Navy SEAL, like the the special ops, hard hard top men. Top, yeah, and uh, it's a real coin toss because sometimes they look like him, and you're like, "Well, I get it." Yeah. Sometimes you're like, "You're a fucking Navy SEAL." Really? Like they look wow. like this guy. Yeah, but, but have, you be like, <laughs> do my taxes, too. please. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you, okay. And then you find out, like, yeah, this guy 
did some serious dirt in yeah. you know, Afghanistan or Iraq. The most unassuming guys sometimes. Yeah. They're just, so there's yeah. no, and I think that, you know, it goes with I, having the luxury of interviewing lots of like high level fighters. There's, you will meet the Gennady Golovkins where you're like, you, wow, like you're a really tough guy and you do not look, uh, they you don't meet come him, off you're like, like yeah. and yeah. he's like, hi, nice to meet you. And then there's dudes who walk in the room and you're like, oh, like Darth Vader walked in. You're like, holy yeah, fuck. Yeah. You know, like, Evil Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is, there's chicks too. I remember meeting Valentina Shevchenko and she was incredibly nice. Incredibly nice. But she's a, there was a darkness. Like, I was like, I do not. It's a warrior. She will yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. This woman, oh, yeah. I think, would enjoy fucking me up. You, you know? think and you could beat her up? No. No? No fucking way. Even though no. you're a man? <laughs> yeah, no way. No way. No. You guys are saying, was she smaller than you? She's probably. Smaller than me by twenty pounds, I would say. I'm like one eighty. Yeah, I would have to think that walking around, she's probably like one sixty, one fifty five. Um, but if you have uh, experienced someone who's really good at striking and understands distance and the w- angles she would cut and the level of panic that she would have when I maybe caught her would be so small. Yeah, that I uh, uh, so quickly I'd be gassed out and she would fuck me up. You know, she would just. You think you could beat her up? You could you could beat her up for I mean, sure, Ethan. I don't know. <laughs> you don't she, know. She, she's bigger in, than you in pure pure striking, like no grappling. No, no, just no, MMA, no. Fight. MMA, 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 MMA fight. But you think you could get close enough to put her down? I surely you could shoot on her. Surely I could do. I don't. Know. I feel surely. Like maybe. <laughs> surely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I, if Liam was the last person to. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I think. That's the biggest misunderstanding well. that like pure grapplers have about. Like really good strike. Like I'm probably sure. wrong. I'd probably get fucked up <laughs> no, just for the listeners. The guys out there, who are successful. Want... Some there's yeah. some people who have made a transition into MMA that are world class. Lumpini Stadium type tie fighters or like Dutch kickboxers that yeah. don't seem to have what it did. But there's the guys like the Israel Adesanya's that there's a thing where you have this envision. It's like, well, if I just take them down, yeah. But there's a, you'd notice it's not Joel so Romero did it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and because you get in the ring and you say just like you would in a grappling match, you can sense certain things. He got on there. He's like, I'm not gonna. I'm not. He's some people understand distance, and it's so crazy, and it's like they're in the Matrix. This is why I always, at least at first, disliked jujitsu so much more than in striking sports because. When someone's fucking me up in boxing or leg kicking the shit out of me and laughing as they're doing it with their hands at their waist in Muay Thai, you under, your brain makes sense of it, okay? So if he blasted a double on me and just passed my gut and smashed me, okay, that your brain makes – but most of the time, I'm spending this time where I don't even see someone fucking me up. Wow. And next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I mean, I mean, I feel like everything's fine. You mean in right? striking like you don't – like catch on to what's happening why you're getting hit and no you not do them. you do oh, you're like this person you you're so you're... much more skilled than me and much more athletic and so quick and so experienced and they're literally you could see like someone's throwing their limbs at you and then it hits you and you're like jesus christ yeah and you're throwing and it's not hitting them yeah, yeah. and then they're mm. effortlessly kind of circling Dancing and you're like fuck you. yeah, and, yeah. and so it your brain your animal brain makes sense of it there are times when i am getting my ass handed to me in on the mats and i don't i i don't right. it doesn't make sense to me right like someone is just someone like half your size is just detail like, small yeah. someone 150 pounds teeny yeah. little details that they're just manipulating yeah. the whole way and i'm like why how yeah i find like a little tiny positional change which again like someone who if you're just starting like you don't see it and you barely even feel it but suddenly it feels like they're 
why are they like 300 pounds right now when I'm trying to move them versus like a guy who doesn't know what's going on and you just kind of push them over and exactly. they go flying. And, yeah. They said, you know, Dustin got interviewed about Khabib and they were like, it's just his strength, right? And he's like, no, no. It's not his technique. He's yeah. like, I, I, I'm strong. Most of the people I train with and fight are super strong. Yeah. Uh, it I was that interview, he yeah. had, there was this tiny details that where he would move his body and, and, and manipulate and where I just position completely yeah. sunk. Mm. Yeah. You know? Anytime I try to like, pin someone against like the wall or cage i feel simplified yeah yeah i don't know what to do once there's I just a corner can't. Yeah, you probably yeah. feel that way most of your day that's a good point yeah yeah sometimes uh, the other day i was uh, trying to shrimp and there was like something there like a pole or something and i was trying to connect like knee and elbow connection and i went bang <laughs> and i <laughs> need myself in the bridge of the nose yeah. uh you we were talking about stimulant stimulants a little bit yeah what was your <laughs> t- turning point in life mm. it was so weird and it sounds so corny because everyone talks about like these coming to God moments or like an intervention from some type of, but I had crashed tons of cars and gone to jail and gotten my ass kicked and woken up in jail and woken up in places where I didn't remember getting there. And my parents were pulling their hair out and crying in front of my face because they were so disappointed and friends had ostracized me and everything is going wrong. And none of that made me want to ins- inspired me in any way. And I happened to be in this, shitty motel in Inglewood, California, smoking rocks. And for zero reason, I can give you zero explanation, but there was a mirror at the end of the bed. And I, you got to remember, I'm a 21, barely 21 year old guy. And I'm sitting there watching like daytime, shitty daytime TV, smoking rocks. And there was a mirror at the end of the bed. And I looked at it, just glanced. And now from that point, I can't remember this story through my own first person perspective. I can only see it like closed circuit TV, like, like a closed like circuit an, camera. Uh, yeah. And I got up and I went to the side of the bed of this motel. And this is, you know, pre cell phone. I opened up the drawer and there was a yellow pages and I started going through them and I started calling facilities and I found one that had a bed and I called my parents and I said, I'm here and I found this place and I want to go. Do you think that? And that was that. And that was that. And I you had, just like saw yourself in the mirror like I need to change this I think or something. There like, was a a real sobering pardon the pun feeling of I'm young enough where I can fix this, maybe. Is that that I can make a decision. Hmm. That I know that this the, <laughs> there was there was this realization that I have a I have all that I need to have an amazing life. And if I continue this way, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Under zero You're circumstances. You're like throwing it away day by day. Yeah. I watch all the behind the music. I read all the autobiographies of every rock star, every kick-ass entertainer. Never once did they go, and then I started doing drugs, and that's when things really started <laughs> yeah, yeah, kicking yeah, yeah, in for me. Yeah. It's always the, and then they got noticed, and then the band became huge, and then they're playing arenas, and drugs came in the picture, and it's like, you know, it's always downhill in the drugs. It's always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you I hear that, Bobby? Fucking Hey, 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 hey. We're on the air. Uh, we're on the air. Uh, just want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors, Massive Supplements and Violent Hippie. Use code SIMPLEMAN, all caps, for 15% off both of those companies. Massive Supplements, trademarked Smashing Greens, Smashing Reds, very nutrient-dense foods. I personally use their creatine and BCAs during my workout and sometimes even before the workout. For Violent Hippie, they have soaps, USDA, CBD oils, t-shirts, rash guards, you name it, owned by... Former Navy SEAL Mitch Aguiar, you simple man, to get 15% off. 
Guys, Violent Hippie, massive supplements. Get the smashing greens, smashing reds, all the vitamins, nutrients you need to get that body that you want. Natty Rod style. Thanks. I was on Lex Freeman's podcast, and anytime I would like talk to him, that he was would, so funny. He would man. look at me and was like, "What? Are you? Like, Dude, like I was a meathead, right? Yeah, yeah. Literally, <laughs> he would say words right now. He would look him at and you. Craig would go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Giggles. <laughs> and then you would you would say something, and he would just like slowly turn his head and just like, "Is that right, you gorilla? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you can yeah. speak English, yeah. huh? It's pretty funny. He, oh man, it was it's, great. It's a completely different person than I. Than I am. Yeah, you guys are <laughs> polar opposites, yeah. but it was a, it was a really good dynamic yeah. and. Nikki, uh, Nikki and Craig there were were good uh, mitigators between yeah. you guys. It was perfect. Fuck it's it, interviewing people in particular uh, as far as like facets of broadcasting. Yeah, this is your exact, expertise. It's exactly it. like grappling in the sense that if Lex Friedman tried to be like Joe Rogan, mm. it'd be a disaster. And vice but Lex versa. is so Lex, yeah. and he'd sit in his like very measured. In his very, suit and you know, everything. he's yeah. obviously clearly a very intellectual fella, and he's so he's so kind of like this this uh, Eastern Bloc samurai, you know, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Where you know, there's there's people who are just like balls, and like Theo Vaughn is like such a peculiar, weird guy. Yeah. What an interesting interesting way of thinking, yeah, right, Mister Mister Vaughn. I feel yeah. like every time I watch a podcast, I'm like, who? Incredible. Yeah. What is going on in that brain? brain? Yeah, yeah. but it's true. Woman. It's it's uh, style. So like, uh, hopefully, we start to carve out our own uniqueness in that sense and like rogan lex theo they're all like on different it's not even a spectrum really it's just like a a spread in whatever direction of different like different styles and yeah we're hopefully staking this out and i'm sure you had yours when you how were, many trillions you know? how many trillions of interactions have you had by the time you get to be in your 20s and, and you're starting to get into like developing your career that are so wildly different and unique to just who you are as a person. Like I, the the concept of what it must have been like to be a five year old kid in India versus a five year old kid in Los Angeles. It's fucking. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. It might as well be Mars. So le- lean into that, you know. And just yeah. same way, like if you have a a twenty eight inch inseam and you're short, stocky, dude. You're not gonna play like this game of like this elaborate guard. Yeah, yeah. And the same way as like if you're this guy with a wrestling background and you're built like fucking him, yeah. go ahead, smash pass, smash pass, yeah, let's yeah. go. You know, yeah. that that's what I go I what'll take you further. Yeah. So like yeah, you're styling broadcasting or Rogan style in podcasting and just go with what'll take you furthest and don't try and be something you're not. And yeah, that's, that's, it, yeah. that's the, I mean, dude, that's like the key to so much shit. And I, like I said, I'll say it a million times, I'm no expert, but you know, I, I can't, I couldn't make this amalgamation of all these guys I thought were cool and then create this goulash and then be that. I had to just take the time to unplug from all of it and find out who I really was and stuff. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty peculiar guy. I really like super nerdy hipster shit, but I also uh, want to pump iron all day and listen to metal and wear my leather jacket. I don't really fucking have any apologies for it anymore. You know, when you're 22, yeah. you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, because <clears throat> yeah. I love pussy. It's like I don't care. Like all I care about is uh, that's your that's your north star. <laughs> yes, it's like whatever will get me more of this, I will do that. I don't care. And know? I spent and then, so much time, kind of like trying to pretend like I like I didn't. Not no, not like I wanted to not be a celibate or something. But my point was like like I'm I'm a gross poon hound, but it doesn't mean that I don't have 
respect for women. I'm a married man now. Yeah. I've been married happily for 11 years, and I have no. But I was just that guy. I, I really did love going and meeting new chicks, and and subsequently, hopefully, having sex with them. What a joy. Uh, but you know, it didn't mean I had. To, it didn't mean I had to be this like l- weird Lothario with my shirt open to my fucking belly button. Especially like, when yeah. you're traveling, like you hit up a new city or something. Tell us. You probably no, didn't speak. have to. You probably have to, You probably didn't have to speak much to get women. You seem like I you never, got the looks. Not, you got the height. I n- I'm not gonna be that guy. Like fo- I, I never really struggled with girls. Even like like when I was first really committed to it, you know, freshman year, eighth grade, whatever. Yeah, me neither. It seemed, but I saying. will tell you, I, I was not that guy. I wasn't like the biggest ladies man by any stretch of the imagination uh, out of like my crew. Then I got on TV. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. And it changed. And it was so much more than like the the stereotype or the, the, the mythology of like, we'll just get on... No, it really was oh, fucking yeah. crazy. It's like a blue check like a couple months ago, what that was yeah, like. It's yeah. the same. I mean, probably prob- even. I would say much more. Much, being on, yeah, being yeah. on TV, it, I don't think that quite so a blue check. Um, no, I mean, it helps. Far, but I mean, yeah. any of that, any of that, like, just like I'm sure being extremely wealthy would change yeah, yeah. game the game. Yeah. I'm sure being status an incredible it's, it's status professional athlete, yeah like yeah, yeah. professional athletes and rock stars even if the chicks don't like that but there's something incredibly appealing about a man who obtains power like, there's, yes, a, yeah, there's yeah. a bobby status. lee story he talks about he's like bobby lee's a great example he, he yeah. started yeah. he started he was banging some chick he said her name she was like a 10 and you remember as he was banging her he, he started thinking back to that like start comedy poster like he was a total loser and it was like a comedy class or a begin start your open mm-hmm, mic mm-hmm. and he's like i'm so glad i did that <laughs> yeah you know because that started and because it's heard not that the story, looks and yeah. i'm like let's start writing jokes <laughs> right <laughs> now Bobby. let's fucking get the oh man together. yeah you, well, you do you write more jokes now you don't write you told I, me the other day I, right so it's back to like like being trying to not force or trying to be what your idea of a comic is one way of doing that is to very loosely write so maybe you have a rough idea of this is the the punch or how i'm gonna get to it i it is lazy i think here's the thing there's two we didn't say it. there's two strategies one strategy is if you can get a bunch of stage time in austin you can and also, you can basically gig every night. You could do three spots a night. So it's, become, you, it's become a mini build Boston, relationships. New York, LA. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You build a relationship So many people from guys. there have moved here. They're like, they, they will adapt there. to your schedule. So let's say if I got to leave you to this time, I could organize it so that you're doing a bunch of stops, a bunch of spots, and that you have to write less because you write on stage. And that's a very real and a very powerful mm. form of writing. So you like exper- you like write a, a little something and then you like try it out with well, the audience? Well, sometimes you'll or? just be carried away on some tangent, maybe mm. responding to a specific situation, a waitress dropped a glass or something, or uh, yeah. something you said, there was a bunch of Indians sitting in the front row, so you're like, oh, my brother, you started talking some shit. And then you're like, oh, that made everyone laugh. So I already know it, it works. It's almost like writing in reverse. Yeah, you the reverse jokes, engineer it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you st- it's like starting with the end in mind. Like, yeah. And it's experience, you like you were saying ride. before, like you... Yeah. Like you want to get good at crab ride, just start in the crab ride, and yeah, you go, go the crab from ride, there. Yeah, and you yeah. figure out how to yeah. get to the crab it's ride. Like you get good on the back, you or get good at even taking the back. You start on the back, and then as you lose it, you see what's holding on to the back. Mm. The, what's the last thing that like, you know, if I lose this, then I lost the back, and then you kind of reverse engineer it. So it's it's, a, it's amazing too yeah. what you realize about yourself. Um, and I, I think uh, it, it's put on steroids when you're uh, dealing with alcoholism and addiction because uh, I just had. 
I had an incredible, powerful experience with this 20 something, 20 years ago. My friend, really close friend, one of the closest friends I have in my life. I started kindergarten with this guy and we're still friends, you know, he just recently got clean and sober and um, he was talking to me. He just celebrated a year and he, we were talking on the phone because he still lives back in Los Angeles or, you know, I'd be much more kind of physically involved with him. Yeah. Um, But we were talking and he's like, I, it's amazing how much stuff I really don't like that I thought I liked. It, like like, what? like what the veneer was like... taking taken away from him, where he was he was spending every Monday night at this bar because Monday night football, and he realized really quickly he's like I don't want to be these people are fucking annoying and there's no food yeah. for me to eat and like you know what I'm saying like it, when he was so he was like I like going there because I can get hammered yeah I like yeah. going you to associate this... it with the yeah. thing you're addicted to so you're like I got to go there to get the thing I'm addicted to yeah. and then you're like you take that away and you're like I don't fucking care about my this. my here. couch. Yeah. At home with an HD TV is so much better for yeah. Monday Night Football, and it, and it was crazy. And then, but I also think like when you do commit to those things that mean something to you, even if you're fucking horrible at it, that's you recognize, you learn things about yourself. That's what I the, the biggest part about. I always say on my podcast, uh, Mikey likes you by the way. Shameless plug. But I always <laughs> say on my podcast, the biggest thing about lifting weights for me had nothing to do with biceps or abs. Had nothing to do with it. It was that. Uh, I made a commitment to myself. I made a promise to myself. And I kept it. Mm-hmm. And that changed the way I thought about what I could do with anything. Because wow. the first time I squatted, I squatted 95 pounds and I didn't make it. And I fucking, it hurt so bad. And I, my form was terrible. And I fell down. And the fact that I, some, you know, in, in a couple years' time, would put three plates on and yeah. go to depth, I, I, I was like, I could, I could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no. Unlike, you know, I, I, I'm sure the same thing can happen with a lot of different yep. endeavors in life. But the thing about weight, lifting weights in particular is that it's purely clean. There's nothing else like that in your world where like a hundred pound dumbbell will weigh a hundred pound dumbbell today yeah. Mm. Yeah. or tomorrow. And it will weigh a hundred pounds in India and it will weigh a hundred pounds in Pasadena, California. It's and such an a- easy, tangible metric. And you could see the number go yes. up Literally. as your work. So clean. Yeah. It's jujitsu, even like jujitsu. And I love jujitsu. I love to train. I train all the time and I want to train more, but there's a lot of outside variables. Yeah. It's, it's you messier, can walk yeah. to the, you can happen to live next to the shittiest fucking Academy. Uh, there could be a bunch of bros there that don't like to train. Like, you know, there's people that will only train with like lower belts than you. Like there's a million factors that go into you not being able to progress maybe as much as you would want. Weightlifting, it's like, it doesn't matter. If you can't lift this now, practice, you will. Yeah. The only thing preventing you is your level of effort. And that was like really that clarity. It meant something to me, you know? Yeah, for me in between... uh college wrestling my first year of college wrestling and finding jujitsu i picked up picked up weights mm-hmm. right or i'm sorry actually my, in between the end of high school wrestling and uh jujitsu i picked up weights and something that i felt like really benefited me was just like i had to do like if i was lifting weights i might as well eat right and if i was eat right mm-hmm. i might as well sleep right mm-hmm. and that like structured my life a bit better so that like i don't it makes know everything just, else fall in line that, like so. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Maybe it kept me away from like you know some other dangerous stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it definitely gave my life structure. And I think that gave me you know uh, a benefit long term. Yeah, yeah, it means something to you. And like you were talking about um, comedy, and I'll never forget uh, there was a time and a place because I had become such close friends with a lot of like the really good 
and 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 respected comics in the industry uh in a town like LA too like you could just they would get you on at yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a respected club. Yeah, They're like, yeah. if you have what you want it, like, come on, you know, you'll, yeah, you go yeah. on at 1 a.m., but you're at the fucking comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there yeah. was that way. I mean, and Shab has been perfect example of that. And I, 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 I love, I know that like the subreddits are devoted to shitting on Shab <laughs> and entire YouTube channel. Yeah, but man, he is will, so hated. It's crazy. I will be yeah, the yeah. biggest apologist forever for him uh, or uh, and defender of him Seems because. Cool. Sure. Did Sorry. knowing Rogan really well have a lot to do with? It? Sure. Did gr- being a celebrity in one world? Yeah. Absolutely. But the fucking guy grinds yeah. so hard, and yeah. he's earned everything that's come his way. Sure. And so it's like, fuck what you. It, he did something really good at some point. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I think charity he stuff. Paid for Ray Borg's kids. He, didn't he like d- beat the shit out of someone who? Really deserve. Oh, fuck! What am I talking about? He remember he like defended someone or like uh, someone was. I'm gonna Google this. I'm gonna Google this. But he did something. He like saved someone from something. What were you about to say? I was gonna yeah, say I that wanna... uh, there were there were times and they'd be like, "Hey, let's go get you." you, on you know, the and and uh, can you put can you put yeah, five yeah, ten? Yeah. Minutes? I was like, I can do that. Yeah, so yeah. I go and I'd be in the green room, and um, you'd talk to these guys. And gals too, you know. Whitney Cummings would sh- would shoot by, or you know, Eliza Schlesinger. And there were people who would be like, "Ah, oh, I showed up on Thursday, so I'm good. Maybe I'll I'll see you guys." And there were people who were like, "This is my first stop for tonight." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive across the street to the Improv, and then I'm going all the way to Santa Monica because they're I, grinding. I, they're a, grinding, and you're really like, hard. "Oh, yeah," because it really means something to you. Yeah. And it really meant something to them. And I realized very quickly it didn't to me. And there's a lot of like peace in that because I think, especially with social media and pressures being so overwhelming and ubiquitous, we trick ourselves into thinking we're really into something that we're so not into. And there's no shame into saying like, well, I, I, uh, I haven't meditated in – Six weeks, but I, I, I really, it means a lot to me. It's a really important. And I was like, no, yeah, it's not, because yeah. if it meant a lot to you, you know, words like, and actions don't. Lifting weights and 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 grappling and my daughter mean a lot to me. Yeah. I will move. I always say like, well, I, I didn't have time to do it, put up a podcast this week. And the reality is, is like, if it was really important to me, I would have found. Yeah, I would have fucking priority, found a yeah. way. You know, you, you do podcast solo. <sighs> I do. Yeah. That seems pretty tough. That's something that seems tough. That, to that me. takes talent. It isn't to me now. Not that I'm so good. It isn't. But I would prefer. I don't like the reason I never liked stand up is because it's a beautiful art and it's probably the most pure form of performance, in my opinion. But it's a performance. <laughs> the reason I fell in love, the reason I, I had a passion for radio more than anything else ever in my life was for two reasons. One, it was the first time in my life someone told me I was good at something. And someone who's really good at it, who's making millions of dollars, they're like, you did great. That was awesome. That was a great bit. And I, I was overwhelmed. I couldn't believe wow. it. I was like, put goosebumps on my spine. But the also, first time you hear that is, is life-changing. Yeah, it keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. best, motivating. you realize real quick, the best people on the air were the most natural and conversational right mm. they it was like the people who could just be themselves the most it's the easiest for them yeah and the, even though you're not acting when you're doing stand up it's a performance you're p- taking a pre-prepared idea and bit 
and you're good. Yeah. And I, I would do stand up, and all I wanted to do was crowd work because I'd be like, look at that fucking guy over there yeah. with a tap out shirt on who's 340 pounds of pure blood. <laughs> I must <laughs> unpack this. His heart's about <laughs> to Yeah, tap yeah. Out. There's two. And I, you know, and I would do everything would go out. I just love the idea of what exactly what we're doing right now. I feel like I'm in my Zen moment cool. because we're having a conversation. Yeah. And that is the like antithesis of what stand up has become, you know? A back yeah, and was, forth with the crowd. I've always been yeah. pr- pretty bad at, at speaking. So when I started a podcast, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this might help me one day. Yeah. Yeah, it's working. You when you say bad at it. speaking, do you mean you didn't like public speaking or you you found that you literally were not good at communicating? Well, when I was younger, I had a bit, bit of a speech impediment. So I had to work on it. What? Like, like wow. a, like yeah, a like, like, no, no. Oh, I mean, I did have a lisp. I got that. I got past that. But uh, I had a bit of a lisp and a bit, a bit of a speech impediment in like elementary school. So have it's lingering. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that I had to work on. And I think when I was living in New York, I was like, I saw value in the podcast world. So I did a few episodes uh, with friends and solo, yeah. just so I could practice speaking. You had your and, own for for a while before uh, we even went to Puerto Rico, right? The, yeah, yeah. In like 20, thing, yeah. 2019, 2020, yeah, I, I just yeah. saw value. I was like, if I get good at talking, I'm sure it'll benefit me mm-hmm. somehow. And it definitely, it even helps with like teaching at seminars. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah, more sure. Helps with teaching, period, I think. Yep. Just, yeah. Makes you concise. and whatnot. I was talking about, he, he saved three kids from a car wreck. Car wreck. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was like a big story. People he like, care. Well, they care about like, how bad well, he's I, was trying I know. To... <laughs> he's the, literally like a saint. He, I, I don't yeah, know yeah. the full details, but like he, he well, went he back had... to save them in some way and like a woman confirmed Rita... Campos, it says. Confirmed. Do you know more details about this? I don't, no. but I know Shab really well. Like we're actually yeah close, and oh, cool. uh, it's clearly a very good person. Like you can't hate. The, come on, like. But 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 I was say even though like I said uh, that about like we we're really close. But here's a better example because yeah. I, I like Brandon. And I, I again I'm no problem defending him, but like I really knew Orlando, like mm. like, yeah, I yeah. Really like, he, like I saw the vulnerable side. Like he like I saw the vulnerable side of a guy yeah. who is this fucking tough man what is a vulnerable side of a guy like that like to me the yeah. exterior is so dense you go you yeah. uh, nine times out of ten the 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 more impenetrable the more invulnerable also it's it's uh, it's, 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 it's so those extremes the guys that are that hardcore when it comes to being tough are also really passionately emotional and vulnerable too and when they open that door you know some of the some of the most um moving uh, moments I've ever had in AA meetings and NA meetings were almost always veterans or guys who have spent a long time in jail, like wow. real hardcore gangsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they would these these were people you didn't question their manliness, but when you open that that door, they put that same level of passion into being vulnerable. And it was really that's why I always loved country music because I loved hip hop and I like the idea of constantly talking about your invulnerability mm. and your omnipotence and it's like yeah. i'm the best mc i'll fucking crush everyone and that's dope yeah. but the fact that you could hear guys like waylon and, and 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 willie nelson and johnny cash and these guys who were fucking hard dudes these are hard men but they would also be really vulnerable like I, my heart's broken my whole life's over and you there was something really appealing about that you know and there, there's like I don't know. It's really hard. I think a lot of stuff gets watered down when so many people have kind of a public persona. You know, like when every single when you were when I was a kid, 
if you wanted to have someone judge a picture of you, you had to be a fucking model. No one ever took a picture of me and went like, fuck this yeah. guy, look yeah, at yeah. your stupid eyelashes or something. No, that's your life. Everyone's life is that now. And um, there's something like really watered down about it. And then you get into this, I, I'll get back to like Shab in, in, in Orlando for him. Those are people who other people have their own relationship with them. They may not like them. They may not, and that's okay too. I just, like, don't do it to my face. I'm not going to, I'm not some big tough guy. I'm not, I'm not you. I'm not going to fuck you up, but I'll walk out. You understand, like, my relationship with them is that. My relationship with Shab is that he's always tried to help me out, and he's always been behind the scenes really cool and honest guy, and I like him a lot, and he works really, everything he has, he's, like, worked really hard for. He's constantly grinding, um, but there's clearly lots of people who have a lot of criticism for him, and that's fine. You do your thing. Like, just don't. If I come on your show, if of we course. go out for a cup of coffee, like courtesy, yeah, just pump your brakes on that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Man, I almost don't even remember not having, like, not being in, the, in an era where there wasn't mm, Instagram and just every single day just bombarded with like, I, I think know what I think for I know what he's up to. I know what they're doing. I know what they're and they know what I'm doing. It's twelve. Like, I had Facebook. Twelve years old. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was about the same. Yes. Like uh, to access to too much information can't be good if you're like, you know, like how do you feel about the younger generation? Because when you're growing up, you don't, you're not on Instagram all day. You're not on YouTube. Nope. I didn't. I didn't go on the internet till I was in my twenties. Wow. wow. You know. Wow. So I. That's so you yeah. like. That's so different. It's gonna be unheard of. It, it's probably already like yeah. the kids now just. I'm the last. Into, I'm the last generation. Yeah. Uh, I, sure. I'm. A, I'm the literally the last generation of kids or people who can have. The ability to understand both worlds. Yeah, because I absolutely lived in a world where you did, did, the internet wasn't a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I beat I off think, to magazines. I, the internet yeah. didn't exist. I think I. But then just I also that I like right when I was like, hmm, this jerking off thing seems pretty interesting. Yeah. I used to internet. I was like, steal. oh, this is on here. Oh, okay. I stole a few magazines from my wow. na- my nan's news agency. Yeah. Wow. Fuck I guess yeah. India maybe it's like a little further. I'd be back on rolling blades. I had these little rolling blades that I'd roll in. Roller blades. Uh, yeah, roller blades. I was on roller yeah. blades, and I would take like wait a, the the four like the balance or the, the four. I think it was. Wow. Yeah, like I got from like ones, one of them yeah. shops that's really an interesting kind of cultural thing you, you know because there's bollywood yeah, and yeah. and it, it is a facsimile in, in some ways of hollywood but it also has it's absolutely its own personal cultural oh, yeah. thing that they excel at is it the same way with pornography maybe like does india have its bollywood of adult stuff the, I, yeah, I, 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 everybody <laughs> i implore everybody to go Look at the Indian category of porn because a lot, a lot was of was that the good magazine you had? It was in, it was Indian no, porn? it was, it was. This is in Australia. This oh, is okay. in Bathurst. Yeah, yeah. This I would like take like a car magazine and then I would put it behind it so no one could tell. <laughs> 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 then I'd roll that bitch up and I'd skate the fuck out <laughs> before That's anyone a could fall. Classic. And That's then old, here's the problem, man. right? So then at that point I was so young I hadn't even discovered like jerking off. So I'm there, I'm just looking at them, I'm like, wow, this is blood. sick. Like, damn. I, yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> it's too risky to put the stolen item back. You got to go back it. to oh, the no, scene that's of the crime. Now. I'm yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. So what I would do is, put it I would go, what? no, I wasn't. I just went next door. There was like a, like a, uh, 
a fence and I would just throw them. <laughs> Wait, you just look at it uh, yeah, and go, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. damn. I would go into you. the bathroom. It's not a murder weapon. I was, <laughs> I was going to the bathroom, locking the door, all of my skates the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just look through Yeah, just have a fucking view. <laughs> and I, so I would quickly get angry because I realized there was like zoo or whatever. And all the women had like bikinis and stuff. So it was just lingerie. That wasn't good enough. Nah. But then there was then there was <laughs> one where you saw everything. Yeah, you know what I right, mean? The right. hair and everything. I was like, the wow. <laughs> just like a little like a little line a of line, hair. Yeah, landing strip. That's what I they, was like. Did the wow. neighboring houses have a, a just stack of <laughs> a stack <laughs> of magazines in the yard? Just imagine this porn magazine. <laughs> yeah, you caught you some dude's divorce. He's like, honey, yeah. I swear. <laughs> it's not <laughs> mine. It's not mine. I never run. I wouldn't buy this. And she's like, fuck you. I see them. Uh, wild. That's fucking wild. amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. Your family's a typical like uh, immigrant. You guys own business and whatnot. Super Indian, man. Super My Indian. family. Even me, I speak like three different Indian languages. Oh, he shit. was super religious, long hair, had, you know, little Muslim He always loves to bring, bring this stuff up. I just think it's funny I, I get that worried. you made a transition. I get you've, cut, you've really gone. I just like, don't want to get stabbed talking about anti-religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a risk. It's a risk. It is. It, and it's also strange. Like there's it's, most Americans or most Westerners have a uh, monolithic idea of Islam. Mm. And it's like, you know, it, it runs the gamut. Like, yeah. an Indian Muslim is quite different from someone in, like, the mountains of Russia. Quite, well, quite I'm, different I'm from a, someone in, yeah. Persia, in, yeah. in Iran, you know, it's like... I'm a Sikh, which is quite... Yeah. Like, if you look at different deno denominations of Christianity, like, they all have a lot of very similar beliefs. You know, Jesus was b born of a virgin and... He's God as well as, you know, there's a bunch, bunch of beliefs that they all share and he's going to come back and whatnot. With the Indian faith, one of the reasons it's so sectarian and there's so much conflict is like Hinduism, Sikhism, Islam, even though there's some commonalities, they're really very different. Yeah. Like there's a completely different God, completely different like ways of praying and whatnot. And oftentimes, even if you look nowadays, a lot of the countries that there's a lot of social cohesion is people kind of think the same and that's safe and whatnot. Here, even in America, I notice it, when a country is way more divided, it puts everyone on edge. Yeah. As yeah. a Sikh Muslim, right? You guys... A Sikh is completely different to Muslim. Sikh is Sikh different. Completely. All right, as an Indian, right? Right. You guys... Technically, I'm not even Indian. What, what, all right, what are you? So what I'm, you? I'm a, a Sikh Punjabi. Punjab is the region. And then we were our own kingdom... And then British, the British annexed us. And then when the British left, we kind of joined India, but we're our own separate group. And then we even fought a civil war at one point with, with India. Or a lot of the Sikh population rose up in a kind of so revolt. It's really like similar to like Taiwan. You know, okay. Right. It'd be like an it's ethnic technically China, subgroup. But, you know, yeah. Not really. I see, I see. Do you guys discriminate against like lighter, darker colors? There's, yeah. a, there's a wide variety. I mean, if you look at like... The scriptural text, I think a lot of it'll talk about like love and equality and whatnot. But definitely there's the caste system and it's very pragmatic. A lot of life decisions, uh, like a person who's seen real poverty or seen bad circumstance will make, like, I've, I'm, I'm deciding to spend all my time doing jujitsu and comedy. Who fucking does that's that? That's a horrible yeah. game That's a plan. terrible, no, like, yeah. I, I said that, I, I said that at the shower at the 10th Planet, I was like, oh. They'd be like, why are you doing stand-up? I'm like, I can't do jiu-jitsu forever. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, yeah. what a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, That's a good, good stability to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, but I've, I've yeah, had yeah. like 
parents who are super cool and they're like, oh, well, we couldn't do what we wanted. So they're supportive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas they, the way they think is like, oh, you marry someone who's going to give you a sound financial future. And you make sure their families also have a certain level of comparable wealth. There's a lot more black and white back then. Like, it's just... Now there's so many complications. Like now you want to go and yeah. find yourself and shit. Like you're not like going to marry a, a to... poor chick, right? I don't know what I'm going to do. It depends on how hot she is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I I'm like... very susceptible. He's, to... he's, listen, <laughs> a, lot, a lot changes when you're talking about straight men. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you can wax poetic about all, all these different things, but everything gets really oh, narrowed dude. down when, you, when it's a chick you find attractive. Yeah. Uh, like – Shit goes out the window. Yeah. You're just like, I'll, like, I'll work I around this. How yeah. many racist dudes, uh, or or even you know, you hear the the the, the stories of like slave owners, like yeah. the, literally the most fucking committed to yeah, yeah, segregation yeah. and and abuse of a different race. Yeah, They'll fuck a black, hot black chick. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro. Real like open <laughs> racist. <laughs> open racist, and they'll yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Beyonce. It doesn't count for chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <It doesn't, laughs> like, what? I heard yeah. some rap lyric this morning. Vince was playing it. Yeah. This guy had the crazy... He said something like, the pussy make people think you'd go crazy or something. And it was very... It is. Out. They're poets. It's Did true. He, it's true. Even, it does. It would motivate... It's, it's so wild what it'll you. motivate you to do. Yeah. <laughs> wild. Star Wars. Because at the end of the day, that's kind of... That's all that matters, right? You got to reproduce. You got to keep yeah. it Pass going. on it's your gene. Everything else that's is That's why gone. we're all here, man. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. everything else is gone, at least you can still get pussy. And well, I reckon. And if your dick don't work, that's that's rough. Life changes after that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're, once you find, once you like find that one girl that you're like, all right, I'm going to just double down on this. You, I feel like you have like a distraction, a like wealth of distractions lifted. So you're mm. like. Well, I guess yeah. now as all this other shit I could do, or like the opposite happens. Like once you start thinking about pussy, you're like, all right, this doesn't matter, that doesn't matter, this doesn't matter. I'm just gonna do whatever yeah. I can to get more of that. That's it's pretty cool. Like crazy. Crack. No, you 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 hit the nail on the head because uh, I can't tell you how much more liked I am by women now that mm -hmm. I'm married. Wow. Because yeah, you're at the game. You're at I, the game. I don't look at women at you know, all. And sometimes yeah. even yeah. flaming hot chicks. Well, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, yeah but like, I'm happily married, man. You know, yeah. I just look at them as a, a, a incredibly attractive human being. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's I, 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 well, I was going to say I never have had the experience of girls openly approaching me. But it's happened a lot lately. And I can't believe how, like, like girls at the store will just be like, you know, like, are you? What's your name? And they're like, what the fuck? Because yeah. I, I, I busted my wedding ring once lifting weights, and then I also had to take it off a bunch, you know, to grab. You would, I would take it off to, to train, and and I lost it doing that. So that, now my wife is even fully understanding. She's like, just fucking, because especially working like living on a farm, she's taking it off all the time. So she's like, so I'll go around appearing to be this single guy. Um, and it's all because, like, I don't feel like, and I was never particularly gross, as far as like how I would treat women. But there's a th there's a difference. Like, there's a I relax mm -hmm. so much more uh, being around chicks because you it's not even the much. threat of me having yeah, to yeah. impress them. I just yeah. like, dude. If it pre was previously, you have an objective. Yeah, like, oh, I have a goal today. Let's. Yeah. And well, even if like, especially in the entertainment industry, I'm I'm sorry to, but in the entertainment industry, a lot of times. At work, you would meet new wow. flaming hot chicks. Mm. So even though I'm like, okay, well, there's cameras here and cameramen and gaffers, and I just met this girl. But in the back of your head, you're like, 
do what you can to make sure that you can keep hope alive. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't, I just, yeah, like, yeah, I doesn't even gone, think yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That spot in your brain is open up for other shit. And also, they probably, like, subconsciously see that you don't really, they're used to everyone, like, whoa, they're fucking, who is that? Who is that? And then you're just, like, indifferent. Especially so. hot chicks. Especially yeah. hot chicks. Especially famous hot chicks. Mm. Uh, they're used to that reaction. They're like, so, why aren't you looking at me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. also, they're so used to people changing dramatically to talk to them. Yeah. Like, And you just don't, so you're like, what the fuck? I, I, I used to get in trouble a lot. Again, I'm sorry. Old, old, old. But I used to get in trouble a lot with program directors and, and producers of shows because I would say things so... I'm not saying like, they weren't like they weren't like vulgar, but like really forward things to hot chicks, and they would get in my ear on the little microphone and be like, "You can't say." I was like, Fine. "Like, like talk about how I would masturbate to like if I met like I met Alyssa like, Milano. Hello, I jerked Jesus. off. To you. I met Alyssa yeah. Milano, and this was on Jeez. Access Hollywood, so I couldn't say I beat off on the radio show. I'd be like, "Listen, I beat off you." <laughs> <laughs> that, so this is, but on Listen, it, I saw the pile of magazines next to my Indian friend. <laughs> was, you were in there quite a bit. And Alyssa Milano uh, was on, and I yeah, said, "Listen," and I'm live on Access Hollywood, it was like really family friendly. And I go, "Oh, that's huge." That's I had a giant. Crush. I mean, growing up, honestly, I would watch Who's the Boss specifically because. You're you're so hot, and um, there was a lot of adolescent time spent alone. Yeah, with you on my mind. <laughs> and and, and you, yeah. the female coach is laughing. She's fucking at ease in my. You get a little. Yeah, sure that's enough, when you know you did something right. When people are yelling at you and other people are laughing at what you're saying, it's too late. Sure to enough, every time, yeah. every time. Whether I go full hardcore on the radio or or or, or, or I'm kind of making a family friend. Every time, interview ends. Cameras turn off, and the girl goes like, "Thank you so much for like being real, like making it nice for me yeah, and enjoy." And yeah. I go, "You fucking hear that?" <laughs> she still has a lapel mic on. Did you fucking hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, people just want you to be authentic. It's not. It's not so much. It's just like people change when they see that presence before, and shit. And like, before we go off topic, I yeah. got this Isaac story. So Isaac's. Uh, friend of ours uh <laughs> yes, he, he, is he isaac uh, he, yeah isaac. With a Z, with isaac. A Z. his name is isaac yeah everyone said i know everyone's like isaac but it's isaac well no it's he's an australian oh, name oh, so we isaac. keep the hey, okay that's my point that we was my question because isaac and you you say f is uh cotton candy's fairy fluff fairy yeah. floss that's the best listen fairy uh, floss. Uh, fairy English, floss. english speaking countries have things where they say things they're we're speaking the same language but you say yeah. different shit Brits, Brits say completely different shit sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. Americans have our thing and Australians uh, and of course there's a handful of other countries but that they win that's <laughs> way <laughs> better than fairy fluff is way better than yeah, cotton candy yeah yeah, that's yeah. Cool. he I, I rang him because I was working in a bar at the time I started working security in a bar and I knew he was very at the time successful with chicks you know uh huh and I was like, get some advice off him, whatever. And he gave me the absolute worst advice possible because he's a totally different, like, he's a, you know, kind of a... Chicks at the time, him. especially they, he had, like, long, he'd be the sort of guy chicks would approach him. He could yeah. do anything. So he, he said just, to me, yeah. Bobby, listen, it's simple. If a chick looks at you for more than two seconds, she wants to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I'm like, that's, that's really not true. It's really not true. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, Isaac. I, now I'm armed with this heuristic. <laughs> you're also you're also working there, so I'm, they have so to I'm, talk I'm, to you. That's it's the you're worst situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like taking the ID. I know where they live. And shit. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> they better oh be Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> I, you would so, never, you would never take an Indian man to be. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you were just like my point uh, about that is yeah, yeah. you're you're explaining this man to be quite handsome and probably yeah, yeah. like weirdly charismatic. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, don't if you had a young fighter, okay, you you would never let John Jones tell him. <laughs> this is this is what you got to do to make it in in yeah, MMA because no. because anything works for him. He's yeah, exactly. Fucking, okay, it's an there's exception. some guys who are so fucking good looking and they're so like they they just it doesn't rules don't apply. So don't listen yeah. to it. you got to listen. Mike well, Tyson I, would be a great guy to talk to because there was a chicken. there was a progression there. There was hard yeah, work. Yeah. There was a you a know grind. Yeah, climb to the I top. I approached a chick and I would do like corny shit that occasionally worked. Like I'd be like go up to a chick and I'd be like oh. Can I like borrow your lighter? And then I'd be like, "Look, I don't actually see even smoke, but I'm kind of into you." And I had a little story, and I would come clean, and then it'd what be do like you a little. Say when you get the lighter, and you're like, "I don't." Have <laughs> <laughs> like here and there, it, whatever. I anyway, I still have no idea what's going on. It's, it's rough, but I went up to this 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 girl in the bar I was working at, and I just told her this. I'm like, "Hey, I, I saw you looking at me, and uh, a buddy of mine told me if uh, if a chick looks at you for a bit, like two seconds." She's into you. That's what I said to her. Uh -huh. And she was like, I was just looking at how weird you look at <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Dude, God. I oh, was you choked that bitch out. So fucking funny. I was crushed. That's Leveled. hilarious, though. Leveled. Wow, what a great story. But material. I was just looking at right how there. weird you look <laughs> did, she, did she laugh was, after she said or like we were, It was just Oh, what did you say? What a what fucking cunt. Yeah, it was, uh, seriously, what, uh, no, if that's uh, not a joke, Chicks in Australia are way more savage than here. Oh, they're really, like, they're yeah, like Boston yeah. chicks. They're just it's like, a, kind of the fuck same fucking thinking? DNA. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like they Bostonian chicks are like, they'll just, just destroy you. you. Yeah. Destroy you. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I did an about turn. I walked out of the bar. You just went, you're like, I gotta I'm go like, now. I'm chilling outside till. Wow. When I was living in Jersey, I met this girl. She was pretty cute. And I I was just, I was so alone that i was like trying to gravitate and i also just want to get high so i didn't care but this girl was cute and uh so she was from philly and she's like yeah you can come down to philly for the weekend and i was like fuck yeah, yeah let's go so i'm part and i was like man these those girls were fucking brutal like wow. they would destroy yeah, yeah. <laughs> destroy yeah, yeah. dudes Speaking in the club cry. i had chicks coming up to me when i'd be waiting like we'd wait at, in high school outside the class line up with our books and shit to go in and I feel something touching my ankle. And I'm like, what the fuck is touching my ankle? And I look down, and this one chick is putting her, her hand around my ankle, trying to measure it. And another chick is recording it. Oh, <laughs> bro. And, bro, that's that's so talk mean. about getting close to tears. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were like, I, was like, I can't believe a girl is touching me right now. <laughs> you know what, though? That, okay, look. <sighs> That's the two percent of chicks that ruin it for all of them. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah. Most yeah, girls yeah, would yeah. hear imagine, this. They would hear that story. They'd be like, "Are you? What? I feel bad for you. That's imagine, imagine a you know? dude. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> <laughs> imagine a dude goes up to like a, a heavier girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like, we were just curious. Oh, we'd get fucking executed. Oh. We'd get like 
No, you. They, they, they might burn you. Yeah. Like just for a moment. <laughs> we imagine or we go to the bar tonight, and I go, yeah. "Excuse me, miss. I'm measuring your fupa. My yeah. friend over here is going to film jump it. Jump on the yeah. scale. Jump yeah. on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey. We'd be on the cover wow. of, of BuzzFeed. We'd be like, I'll give you 10 bucks if you're under 200 pounds right oh now. Oh, my God. Oh, that is a crazy. double standard right there, huh? Why are they allowed to do that to my friend? Well, but again, we look, there's, the also, there's some shitty drunk frat guys like that. Again, that's, that's the... Two percent of dudes that it ruins it because they're like, for sure. One yeah. time, my friend had a guy measure yeah. my fucking poopa, <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah, but that guy sucks. Like, yeah, I, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's this trend. There's this trend on social media, uh, where, where, fat girls they they call themselves this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fat girls, they'll be like, what a fat. The caption will be, what a fat girl eats in a day. And they'll just <laughs> they'll just vlog like on Instagram wow. all of their meals, and it'll just be like. Cheese for breakfast, cheese for snack, wow. cheese wow. for lunch, wow. just cheese all day. That's what I need. Yeah, solid cheese. That's it. That's a, <laughs> a commitment. How is that appealing? And she'd be like, she'd be like, oh, because I'm trying to lose weight. Walnuts and cheese. Oh, so they're going like, low yeah, carb. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. And, you know, a lot of people ask me because I do like this health and fitness based thing. That you know, they ask me these questions, and I and they're like, I'm doing keto. I'm 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 you know, if it's a guy, I'm two eighty five nine. I go. Oh, okay, you know, and, he, and they'll be open. You know, I'm really overweight. I'm just trying so hard. And I go, well, okay, give me an idea. And they're like, I'm, I'm low carb because I'm trying to lose weight. And I go, okay, that probably work, will really work for you. It's a little easier, a little more sustainable. Um, give me some ideas. And it'll be like, oh, I'll have a block of cheddar with a 16-ounce ribeye. And I was like, oh, well, well bro, it's low carb. Congrats. Yeah. But that's 1,400 calories yeah, yeah. for one meal, little, you know, yeah. like – I the same thing would happen with like the paleo thing and the same with carnivore like whatever the trendy shit is you hear people at at the jujitsu academy or at the at the weightlifting gym you hear them talking be like yeah, I'm, I'm paleo uh, all I've had is uh, I had a jar of a- uh, apple butter and uh, I washed <laughs> it down with a jug of maple syrup but it's paleo mm-hmm. it's like paleo, who gives yeah. a fuck like it, they just slap a name on it and it's like oh I could do this but yeah. it's not. It's just such. It's just, if you're looking for a loophole, you're you've already lost. Like you're you can't do that. You have to actually. Some things they almost defeat the spirit of what you're trying to achieve. I had this thing where I was like, I'm gonna for this year read this many pages, and sometimes I'd just be flying through the pages to fulfill to my commitment for the day. Yeah, but yeah. It, the actual idea behind my you know goal was to learn more knowledge and not just get through pages. That's so my that's my problem. Purpose, I, yeah. I I went on a rant about it. I don't rant, but I. Because I, in one way I go, well, it's amazing because it's getting people out. But, you know, like they'll do the like 10,000 rounds a, or 1,000 rounds a year jujitsu stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like the, the, that's kind of become like a hashtag 1,000 rounds. Then they could see they start January 1st. Really? Yeah. I and, and I go wow. like, well, okay, bravo. That's awesome because that's a lot of hard work. 1,000 yeah. hours. You know? Yeah. But how many of those hours are you fulfilling a, yeah. you know, like checking off a box? Which is, exactly. you know, like, is it's that better really, than nothing? But it, it's, it's better like, than nothing. But wouldn't in your guys' you know, it's high level shit in, in this room, wouldn't you rather see? Like, so a thousand hours is uh, what, 200 hours a week? Uh, something like that. You know, I'm f- not the 50, math guy. 50 <laughs> hours. <laughs> set of people. Yeah. Spelling 20, 20, sorry, it's like 20 hours a week, okay? Uh, because 50 something weeks in a year. Sure, 52. Yeah. So it's like 20 weeks a year. Wouldn't you rather see instead of 20, week, 20 hours a week, 10 hours of, pick, of yeah. focused, like, yeah. You know, yeah, I think it, it just depends on your goals. Like, yeah. if you're just, if you don't care about getting better and you're doing it as a, an exercise to be 
healthier, lose weight, whatever. Yeah, just showing up. Yeah, then right. just show up, especially yeah. if, if like that's all you can muster. You just need to be consistent and you just got to show up. It's going to help. But if you're actually trying to like improve your knowledge, like you're saying, which I think is like a better, healthier thing, you're Get leaving stuff on it. the table. If right. you're not actually trying to learn, uh, if you're going to compete and if you're you're probably also more likely to stick with it if you see improvement. So I think what you're saying will take you further and then you're going to keep going. What what happens after the end? You're yeah. done. Then what? I did that's my like, job. Like legitimate like... improvement too. like like legitimate, sustainable improvement. Yeah. Me, uh, the same thing. I'm sure you probably met a million guys who they're like, they just want to get big. You know, they're they're thinner guys and they're like, well, now you gain 35 pounds and 30 of it's fat. And. Bravo on gaining five pounds of muscle, you know, but you've power because it, it got you to your goal quicker. But that's not, you know what I'm saying? What I would rather see the guy gain 20 pounds in a year and 18 of it being muscle. And you're like, yeah. I know it sucks part of the time, but this, you can keep this forever, you know? Yeah. Like, I've, uh, yeah. I've gained, <laughs> I've gained quite a bit of weight since lifting weights. Um, but how much weight? 50 pounds? Well, yeah, I mean, Five I, went, zero? Uh, I went from like cutting from like 185 to 170 Damn. in high school, and then I'm like 235. So, now. how old were you at that age? It was 2014. 2014. How, how tall are you? 6'3. Okay, that's to change things. But I was thinking, like, you were 6'3, 185. Like, I get up to 185 sometimes, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, that you were thinner, but man, like you were really like a lot thinner. Yeah, I, sh you I were, shredded you down what, to like one. I wrestled 170. 17, 16. I graduated high school at 17. Almost yeah. my size, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I built this. We're the same height. You <clears throat> can do this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was trying to say. Well, maybe. I'm not saying you can't do amazing things. I'm not saying you couldn't put on muscle. But girls might still measure. Let's get, let, us circle back to, let us circle back to the very first thing uh, bad, we started bad, talking bad, about. Bad. He has he has <laughs> genetics to be a bigger That's muscular true. guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a small guy. I'm a, you know I'll never. I always dreamed of being like. Have you ever looking. been fat? No, never fat. No. I've been I've been puffy from gaining. Yeah, but I've never been like a. I I don't ever want to say. That. You know, and the reason I point that out is not my ego. I don't want to pretend like I know what it's like to be that guy where you come in a room and people are like, "Look at fatty." Yeah. I've never been. I've been puffy. I've had the puffy cheeks and stuff because I've tried to. And I was juicing and I was eating everything in sight and I was <coughs> fucking deadlifting, squatting all day. Yeah. But uh, I've never been fat. But I I also realized very quickly I'll never be Roddy Coleman. That's no. never never gonna happen. I'll never yeah. be even I natural. Like, I mean, he'll still look better than yeah, everybody. Yeah, of He's course. Like Nineteen twenty. There's yeah. a scene in one of his training videos where he goes back to his house in Louisiana, where he grew up, and his mom's there. He's like a seven year old black woman. He's never in, from in like the backwoods of Louisiana. This is New Orleans. They're in the cut. Yeah, super country. She's never seen a gym in her life, and he's jokingly eating his like seventh serving of chicken and rice he goes mama show him damn double bicep you know and she just jokingly goes boom and she's like they look, yoked they yeah. look like my arms wow. they look really? like my arms wow. they didn't look like his, but they look like she wow. had a peak and they're full and you wow. go like oh wow. like That's he started why. bodybuilding yeah, yeah. Yeah. as a joke to get a free membership when he was like 30 and he, wow you know some people were put you know what i'm saying he like he's already bodybuilding in the but my point is you're you're, chromosomes were coming you're, you're a tall guy you're very very naturally thin guy your bone structure is different you but you, there's no you hope. couldn't do it. But, but you could you could gain twenty five pounds of solid muscle. I've yeah. also done kind of odd things. Like I was a vegetarian from like nine till seventeen. Mm -hmm. So I ate almost no protein and just tons of candy. Set my back a like bit. a yeah. convenience store. Well, who did somebody push that on you to be vegetarian? 
we just the whole family kind of adopted. Who is it? Who is a religious Indian based? Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a high correlation between veg- between vegetarians and homosexuality. <laughs> Wow. Well, you can you can say, say about you can fit through small <laughs> gaps easier. <laughs> You're the exception. <laughs> I've read the stats. You know. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm sure. Every, Is that actually a statistic? I can't read. Oh, okay. That's a good point. <laughs> so all the Buddhists are homosexuals. What are you saying? Uh. Oh, Have dude. you seen the Dalai Lama? Dalai Lama, huge, uh, huge. He's just burying his dick and one. shit pipe all day. Unbelievable. Yeah. You've seen, I'm seeing, seeing, I'm guessing you've seen the sucked my tongue video. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your thoughts What's your on take that? On <laughs> Our friend is offended. Did he just get caught yeah. out of character, or is that? Like... I, I have to recuse myself uh-huh. from because I already went into it. Oh, okay. With a terrible feeling about the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> this is the way. Okay. <laughs> You're crushing it. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. The idea of Buddhism and and Zen thought and it is amazing. Don't I don't want to spend see people, uh, slaving single moms, scrimping to get. To pay $500 to hear this asshole speak when he spends all his time hanging out with the Beastie Boys and Bono and making fucking... When probably there's some dude meditating in Vietnam right now that we've never heard of that will be able to open up way more doors than... And that's that's the shit I don't like, you know, so, so fuck him. I, you know, I, was, I feel like I have a bias. I have a bias, so I, I'm not the best guy to tell you about Bro, how I, I feel about his. Bobby looked up to the Dalai Lama for for years. It, it was uh, yeah. that video crushed you a little bit. Uh, uh, would you? <laughs> would, stay out of this. Would you have sucked his tongue if Dalai Mister Mister Lama was like Mister Bobby? I, I'm I'm pretty into mindfulness. Yeah. I did, spent a, like a while. I lived in uh, like Buddhist retreat centers mm-hmm. and like even a monastery like for for months. Really? Over time, yeah. With, with the vow silence commitment, and everything? yeah, vipassana. So you didn't awesome. talk. There's no way. There's no yeah. way. No talking. I would get up at three thirty in the morning, oh, wow. sit cross-legged, ten twelve hours a day and stuff. Jeez. Okay, but to my point, you probably encountered a, a ton of gentlemen, absolutely, that would be able to enlighten. Very committed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I also there's people who like Joseph Goldstein. He runs, um, I think, IMC. In Barry in Barry, Massachusetts, he's a. He write Buddhist mind or he, something like that. Yeah, he's written a lot. He's like responsible for bringing mindfulness yeah, yeah, to okay, the West. Yeah, like same guy, Jack Cornfield, these guys, and they've for years quoted him and spoken about how it felt like to be in their presence. So uh, everybody, there's nobody here on earth that I think that's a perfect human being, and just they, they can't make mistakes or, or even be capable of very evil acts. So. If it can, I just feel like from what we know now, it's not sufficient proof to say he's some kind of a predator or whatever. Either he had sort of a situation. Some people say he had like a situation where, oh. The Joe Biden moment. Like, like well, it's, it's <laughs> a brain it's, fart. He's re- 80, regardless right? is he, of is he 80? how much esteem you hold him in. That was a bad look. I don't care if he's your best friend. You know, you got home after that kid thing, and you're you, like, brother. Like, bro, you can't. <laughs> There's the territory. Look, when, you know? when dudes in jail who rape and murder and fuck you, when they are upset at you, like, you know, there's a. That yeah. is the ultimate. And, it, and it's true. Like, Louis told that. Louis C.K. told a joke about, like, we need to make pedophilia less bad so that yeah, yeah. they oh don't end God. up killing the kid. Well, but it, it was dark. Kid. Wait, whoa. What was His the... joke was he was like, <laughs> the problem is because pedophilia is so bad. It's so horrible. And we all agree it's the worst yeah, of the worst. Sure, for sure. Criminals don't like pedophilia. Yeah. So, but because of that, 
they have to end up killing the kid a lot yeah, to hide this. True. He's like, so we oh, need to, oh, so we need to roll it back. So, so when they funny. rape the kid, they kill it. <laughs> oh my god, that is so <laughs> fucked up and so. But my point <laughs> is, like, you could get away with. That's one. Like, wow. there's no coming back. Anything to do yeah, that yeah. smells of well, pedophilia. My dad, like, my dad is like, he'll come back from the shop, and he'll have a bunch of like off candy or whatever, and he'll just give it out to kids in the neighborhood. With no intention of fucking any of the kids, <laughs> you know. But in, 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 the, in the in the in Indian villages and stuff, it's very normal to give money to children and give things. So again, in the white culture, I tell him, I'm like, you drive a white van, don't fuck around. <laughs> you know what? But don't go ahead and But I I understand. Like just socially, there's there's cues, uh, there's things I understand. Even if it might imply or it might insinuate something that's unseemly for that side. Just like in Indian culture, when I when I meet a lady or a, a woman or someone, I won't shake their hand or I won't touch them in a specific way. You know, just I'm, two I'm seconds been, of eye contact. It's, yeah. it's, it's, so yeah. it's, it's just yeah. the the conventions of that culture. Mm. And if you're if you're unsure of them. Some of that behavior seems, seems weird because yeah, well, all, so much of our behavior is dictated by cultural conditioning, and that varies so vastly place to place. So all of that was to say that you still like them. I'm you, not, you can't. You can't. Look, no, no. He's not I'm, saying that. You can't defend that. You and can't I think defend that. Is no what I'm one, saying. even no in one their defend. cultural. Be he like, doesn't defend that. No he said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's, 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 there's the apologetic. He shouldn't. Which done that. I don't he, like. Did he when people actually suck the tongue? I, I supposedly the, the picture is this of is him. the big question right the pictures of him putting the tongue out but I don't I've never seen me neither yeah, I've never seen the and tongue and that's suck. a common Tibetan greeting is it yes okay see like I said I and mean the, here's I, the other thing is apparently eat my tongue is a common said phrase and this this Buddhist site was saying that he he misspoke also eat vegetarian. Uh, the, I'm more familiar with Theravadan Buddhism which is a different school of Buddhism. Their rule is, you cannot kill an animal. You can't. You shouldn't even kill a, a fly. You shouldn't take any life. However, if the animal wasn't killed for you, like you go to a grocery store and, and buy meat, that's okay. That's Theravadan Buddhism. Yeah, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. I think it should be the opposite. I said yeah. the same yeah. thing. I said kill the same thing. You kill it on your own in, and in you the, eat it. Seek, like, that's your shit. The yeah. Sikh ethos is, you take the animal yourself, and with a single stroke of the sword, yeah. you behead it with minimal... If you got two strokes, so it's bad. Yeah, because a, a lot of it is like conditioning for warfare and getting you ready Learning with the idea to... of like. Well, also yeah, the, yeah. the 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 reverence for the animal. I mean, yes, it's, it's yeah. the same thing. Like, I, my friends who are vegan get so pissed off about me hunting, and I go, "Let's you pump your brakes a bit." I actually, if you want to choose to be vegan for moral reasons, that's awesome. Good for you. You do, but let's let's be clear. Uh, me, you have a really fucked up idea of how nature works. It because is so flawed. I, it is so fucked up. I don't like seeing a beautiful deer in the crosshairs. Like I love it's a beautiful animal, but there's if I don't turn the lights out immediately with a high powered rifle, it's not like it's going to go on to live a exactly. beautiful life with its family. Yeah. It's no, a bear's going to eat an asshole yeah. first, yeah. or it's going to freeze to die. death. And there's no and good happening. I'm ending. doing what am I doing? I'm turning the lights off. It had no concept. Yeah. And if you, by the way, if you everything don't har kill animals like one shot, like that's bad. Oh my god, <laughs> that's bad hunting etiquette. You know, like just being like someone who's harming animals is it bad. <laughs> Dude will absolutely not let you. That's not totally frowned upon. Like the idea yeah. of a hunting etiquette. 
and then I'm taking it home and feeding it to my family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems like there's a much higher reverence there than yeah. Just that's how nature works. Yeah, got to feed the family. Got to go hunt. I, what do you hunt? Uh, I I have hunt uh, a lot of wild pig, a lot of deer. Yeah, you hunt consistently. Not as consistently as I I would not consider myself like a super experienced, but I I you know. In 20, Texas? 20 times in my life, yeah. In, yeah. in Texas, you, you do this? Or? I, I've only hunted in Texas once. I, I did most of my hunting in California and then Europe. Mm. You ever see okay. the guys in Texas hunt, hunting pigs from the chopper? Yeah. yeah. My friend asked me to go with him. Yeah. And I said, I don't... Apparently, look, wow. they need you to do that. Yeah. Because the wild pig problem here is so extraordinary. Yeah. But They're all over the place. I, I For the same reason that I didn't like duck hunting... I don't like a war of attrition yeah. where it's just like all day you're like boom, boom, yeah. boom. I like the, the connection. Like wild pigs is my, my favorite thing, uh, especially in California. The, the boar, um, they taste great, but also they're fucking smart. Wow. And if you miss, you're fucked. They're gonna... They will come get you. Wow. There's no there's no like scaredy cat little animal. You have to hunt. You, they're smart and you have to track them a lot. And it takes a lot of effort. And a lot of times you don't come home with any animals because they, they hear you from – 200 meters away and they're wow. gone. Wow. Um, but then when you do shoot them, if you f- you can hit them, if you don't, if the, I've seen guys not with like 30 out six or 308, like they'll have a, a smaller caliber rifle, and, and they just turn and look at you and then run at you. Yes, the first time I hunt, hunted wild boar in California, there I was with a bunch of much more experienced hunters, and they all had side pieces, side arms. One guy even had a shotgun, and I'm like, what? what? And they're like, oh no, because. If I miss with my rifle, wow! You need the shotgun. Yeah, we got to take it down. Wow, wow, so wow. there's a there's a there's a kind of like I feel like we're kind of on level playing fields. I mean, I shouldn't have a gun, but sure. There's there's a there's a hunt there, and then you I don't know. I, I feel like there's a connection. There's a need. There's a there's a need being met for me taking this animal yeah. off the planet. Whereas, you know, <sighs> in being in a helicopter. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I understand it's needed and. Bravo, if you want to go do it, sign up. It sounds kind of fun. But they strap you in the helicopter, and then you strafe, and you just go, and take them out. A pig is not standing a chance. I also don't like the idea of wasting meat. Like, if they if they Apparently, it, those pigs taste like shit, though. Yeah, the why, oh. really? I don't know. It's gamey. It's tougher. That's what I said to, that's oh, what I said to one of my friends. Oh, taste like shit, you're saying? Or? The, uh, the, apparently, these in Texas, these feral pigs, they, they're, oh. they're not. It's not a, kind of a, like a shitty meat. Because yeah. that's the first thing I said. I was like, well, don't. Don't you go down and just collect them at least yeah. and feed the homeless? And they're like, no, wow. it's pretty pretty rancid. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. In Australia, they'll shoot brumbies, which are majestic wild horses. Oh, And they'll why? shoot them because there's just too many of them. Oh, wow. And they look like beautiful wild horses, and they'll just gun them down. People hunt kangaroo? People do hunt kangaroo, yeah. yeah. You eat yeah. them? I would I've, eat them. I've had it here and there. It's not like a staple part of my diet, no. <laughs> well, me. <laughs> <laughs> you like your sugar more. Yeah. For sure. There's ca- sure there's kangaroos in Texas. Is there really? really? Oh. The farm I went and got my last uh, donkey at. I guess. Small ones, big ones. There was an adult, but there uh, clearly there were maybe. And I I walked by the pen. I'm um, talking to the guy, and I look at him I'm like, they're "That's fucking like kangaroo." <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no." And he's like, wow. "They're all over. You can, you can buy kangaroos." So you're here. you oh, have wow. several. I've heard you over. I do. Uh, I have a big, I, big farm. I have uh, about twenty chickens. I have about. 25 Damn. guinea fowl. How have, far what's is a, this What's a far? guinea fowl? Guinea fowl are like yoked out turkey. They look like little turkeys. They're and uh, they they're really loud and they're really annoying. But they hunt. They eat bugs. And oh, so um, that's helpful. Wow. And they're wild too. I don't really have to put much effort in taking care of them. But I have those. I have uh, a bunch <laughs> of chickens. I have uh, two donkeys, six sheep. 
Wow. Six goats. Wow. Five dogs. Dude, you're you're set for the apocalypse. Yeah. You don't need to call yeah. up Tim. You, you're good. I started yeah. I started milking the sheep. And then, uh, I like I like sheep. Milking cheese. the sheep. Wow, wow. Yeah. You make what, cheese out of that? I've tried. Yeah. The first where, cat, it was really runny. It tasted good, but it was really runny. Where where is it? Right How? up Lake Travis. Um like just north of Do Center you City do Austin. you like make products and sell it like as a farm thing? We or? don't uh we don't sell anything, okay. but we are going to. My wife is uh, like it, she's like blue belt in beekeeping, and she'll no be way. she'll be uh, brown belt soon. A yeah. couple more, so and we're gonna uh, make honey and sell it because even it's apparently, amazing. if you don't even sell the honey, just by virtue of keeping bees in Texas, it's, it's a good. huge tax break. Oh, wow. really? I'm yeah. sure it's great for like farming. Agriculture. It's fun too. Yeah, they pollinate other. You just gotta keep them away from eating the, uh, stinging the. Um, like the donkeys and stuff, because really? not only will they like hang out near them, but donkeys, any equine based like a donkey, horse, mule, you'll see there'll be flies on, and they'll just shake their skin. They don't like, they're not like fit the fuck. Yeah. yeah. So and they'll just be next thing you know they're getting stung, and be, you know that's kind of sucks. Uh, of them. all of those yeah. animals you have, what's the least amount of maintenance? Probably donkey. Really? Yeah. Probably less donkey. than the guinea fowl. Yeah, because the guinea fowl um, are. They're prey. They are prey. Oh, yeah. right. So, so you still they, have to protect and, them. Yeah. Yeah. You have to yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep them like somewhat corralled, even though they're wild. Yeah. And they, they can fly, but they don't like to. So they so I got to kind of keep an eye on them because coyotes yeah. will get them. But uh, donkeys, I mean, unless like a bear comes, which is not really going to happen. Yeah. Um, donkeys, they're, no one's, coyotes are not going after donkey, you know. and They're pretty. And they just hang out. And they just, <laughs> you put out water for them. You put out hay and the yeah, shit. And they're and, chill, yeah. Yeah, and they're fun. What they're a great animal. animal. And they oh, fuck the, they, 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 a lot of the problem I've had with the uh, sheep and goat is that <clears> even, <throat> even when they, and then they'll fuck the children, which is, oh. so that's they'll why you, what? Because, they'll, they'll Dalai Lama the kids. Yeah. Edit that out. It's not in keeping with my sense. We already have given birth to sheep and goat, and then, you know, we have to take care of the spay or neuter before it gets to certain, because then... The the man adult he doesn't give a fuck he just they don't whatever. understand like there's yeah, not that yeah, same yeah. and and then of course Ooh. subsequently you end up with like lame you know or, or unhealthy animals in the they, they can't they'll they'll be they'll grow they'll reproduce but they can't produce more so they're infertile or something no How no, no they'll work? they'll like, they'll they'll mate with their family and and they'll have those babies but oftentimes they'll be like fucked up really unhealthy kids oh wow and okay. the more generations you do it same with humans the more generations yeah. you do it it'll in, in Indian culture, Sheesh. one of the worst ways to shame somebody is you put a garland of shoes around their neck and then <laughs> you, you make him ride a donkey and you take the, um, like the blackness from like a... Like a Charcoal or something? Yeah, like a, like a, a pot or... <laughs> like off. a pot or pan or some shit, you know? You take yeah, the, the black... Soot. Yeah, and you rub it on their face. Okay. And if you, if that, that's like the, the ultimate that's the insult. Blackface. That's yeah, that's OG blackface. Yeah, yeah. That's the you ultimate. You make him go blackface and the the, the shoes, the and shoes you beat on the donkey. Him and make him ride around on a donkey. We should have that at B team if you, uh, I don't know, miss pull a payment a or something. Yeah, pulled on a donkey, necklace, shoes. There was an Australian guy at Gallipoli. It was one of the World War One. They they couldn't. I think it was the Western Front. They couldn't break through. Like it was just like a standstill. So Churchill was like, "We're gonna get all the Australians to attack Turkey." And come in from the other side to try and you know get the advantage, and they just did a terrible job. They dropped off the Australia. like they were supposed to drop them off here where it was like nice easy road. They dropped them off where there were like sheer cliffs and machine gun fire and 
bunch of people just got like murked straight down. away. It was yeah. just awful. Wow. Like for each meter of fighting, it was like so many well, deaths. And it was like thousands of years of the Turks being able to completely yeah know defend the area. that area. And like that Constantinople was the second Roman Empire for a reason. Yeah. And you know, like think of the Ottoman Turks. The, and it's such a weird place because, like, it's kind of Asian, but it's also kind of Europe. Like, yeah, right, yeah. you know, and like that's uh, Istanbul it's, now, right? It's, yeah, the it's reason why I brought it up is there was a guy, Samson, and he was famous for bringing people out on his donkey. Mm. And then eventually he got shot too, and he was like an Aussie hero. Because he would save them from that. There were Indians there too, a bunch so of Indians yeah. with turbans fighting in Gallipoli. What an insane thing. That's your generational thing. Like, yeah. Instead of COVID, all right. We're going to be in a war where 60,000 people die like that. It's way The world child. goes to Dude. war and you don't watch Take it in the news. Family and you run, go man. like yeah. all hands Bro. on deck. All if you have a healthy boy at house, guess because, what? Dude, because run. of Austrian Normandy, but because oh an Austrian duke got shot, like how do you make sense well, of that? Well, apparently that was just that was just an insanely small camel uh straw that broke that camel's back. Right. There, was a, there was a bunch of political right, tensions right, that right. but and that that's a crazy story. They okay. fucked up. They were gonna. Bl- yeah. They were supposed to blow him up. Yeah, yeah. And this dude is like, oh, I guess, I guess we failed killing the Archbishop of of Franz Ferdinand. That what a terrible letdown. And he's drinking coffee in an alley, and, and the guy him. comes by, yeah. and he's like, fuck, he shoots him in the face. Yeah. I'm so unfamiliar with it. I it's know you're as lost. Hardcore Dan Carlin. You should listen to Dan Carlin. It's great. That started. <laughs> that's how, that's that started how World, World, World War One. Like that's I what started World War One. A full on nobody. Was Austrian Archduke. The, okay. Uh, assassinated the Archduke Austrians. Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand, yeah. The Black Hand the, of they Serbia. Named the band after. So this is exactly what started World War This was World the, World the, World. literally the moment, the breaking point. Obviously, the, the spark there was that sparked the gasoline. Tremendous like, tension in all fa- areas of which led to World War One. This wasn't. But this was, it was over. It was like, uh, wow. like Rodney King started the L.A. riots. It wasn't yeah. just Rodney King, but that was yeah. it. That, that was, was what thing. set it yeah. off. Okay, yeah. Sendry, yeah. And they fucked up. They were supposed to assassinate him in like this parade. He was coming. Friends, and they were going to blow Friends, him up. F- Ferdinand. And they yeah. fucked up. It didn't detonate or something. Archduke. And so they were all like, "Oh darn it, we we messed up." And one of them, like apparently, like one of the biggest losers in the crew, <laughs> was drinking coffee in an alleyway coffee house. And the guy, the guy after they walks failed. by and he goes, fuck. And he just shoots him in the head. Started a world, world war. world war one starts. Wow, that's crazy. Wow, Because wow. they blame the Serbs, right? And then either. all the we alliances. We got some homework to do. We got to study up on this, I think. Dan Carlin is, I love that guy. His podcast. World War One is, is, World War One and the Civil War are so crazy brutal that it's almost beyond belief. Like, I don't think we can even understand unless someone was there, which no one has been, um, no one living. But they're so crazy brutal that it almost does. You're like, well, that's. It's like when you hear about someone having two hundred billion dollars. Like it's so yeah, much. Yeah. Like your brain does. Well, yeah, that doesn't make any. That's science fiction. That number, that's not yeah. real. If you're facing like a. That's why a lot of the the soldiers, even Australian special forces, is always royal commissioned investigations into alleged war crimes and whatnot. And you're like, when you're facing such, and obviously you don't want a bad reputation, and there, there's reasons they they army does those things. But when you're facing such high levels of brutality and those people, they, they, there's no like grounds and whatnot for you to like, it's tough not to just match their brutality. And because human instinct is like, yeah. if you're, if you're punching me, I'm punching you. If you're picking up something to hit me, I want to pick up, I want to match your level of aggression. And, and here, here's another thing. I read this book. I really wish I could remember the name or the author, but it was a book about the horrors of war. 
and one of the stories that came from and this was about World War II in, uh, in particular. And there was a story about a uh, school teacher. He was a, a high school teacher and also like a coach. And apparently, by all accounts, like one of the nicest guys you could meet. You know, just one of these dudes in America in the late 30s, 40s, like living the dream. And he gets shipped off to go fight in this war. Wow. And he's in Europe. And he's and that by the end of some point, they were coming, you know, in some battle, walking through Dresden after a battle. And the man who wrote the book was commenting about that there was someone who got their head blown off while they were sitting. They were like at a turret and their head from here up had Sheesh. gotten blown off. And the guy picked up pebbles and was just trying to play to get into the open. And he's oh. like, this was, this was the man that we all felt comfortable being around, but that's what war did him. This wow. was the nice guy. Yeah. And that's what war will do to you. Wow. And then you think, well, World War One, World War Two, Korea, and even into Vietnam, Medical technology was at one level. So most of the people who really got either experienced or saw uh, or, or dealt with trauma, physical trauma, they died. Yeah. You know? They didn't survive. And now anything, we're yeah. seeing so many because medical technology is so crazy and triage ability is Brings so through the back roof. back to life. These guys yeah. are coming back. Damn. And, like, there's no recognition of the level of PTSD because you can all say, well, war isn't as brutal as it once was. Probably true. You're right. It, it's not as uh, not like intimate. fighting with swords. And, level, but yeah. it's still fucking war. Yeah. And it's still gunfire. And it's still firefights. And it's still mortars. Explosives. And it's, still, it's crazy. And, yeah. and m even if you get blown up in a fucking Humvee by by a roadside bomb, but you see these guys are coming back with literally no legs. There's just such a different level of uh, of kind of the the return the return is so high. You know, and it's and there's no recognition of that. Like, well, yes, World War One was probably a lot worse than anything guys in Afghanistan saw. You know? But so many more dudes who saw crazy shit in Afghanistan are coming back, yeah. and then trying. We're just like, go live normal life now, please. Go Get back uh, in the society. Please just go yeah. ahead and press pause again on that CD. You player. ever see the Hurt Locker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One. yeah. So it's like that. <clears throat> it kind of goes back to again. Another point in my favor, Nikki Rod, with the argument we had last podcast. Some people go through those awful experiences, seem to come out on the other end pretty well, and other people, their minds can just no longer function. Yeah. And you it's can't say, oh, you're weak. You're it's just like, man, my mental hardware could not keep up with the immense stresses that I was dealt. Whereas other people, like Jocko seems to be, he talks about it. He's like, yeah, look, I had a task. I executed. Maybe it has a more simplistic kind of thinking of... You know, these guys were doing terrible things, so we did terrible things to them. And obviously, people have been able to justify throughout history, like, terrible atrocities. Somehow, we have a way of, like, In there's the moment, countless, like many genocides and whatnot. Yeah. You or you're, you're like a smaller cog in a larger mechanism, and you're like, well, am I going to be the, the guy who stands up? And yeah. then I get, you know. There's an acknowledgement, too, that probably goes in. I mean, obviously, we should talk to someone who's actually been there. But yeah, yeah. I think. <clears throat> there's an acknowledgement of some people who can come back and, and have uh, long-term health in that they know they saw some shit. And a lot of times the guys who push themselves uh, to going off the rails is that there's a denial that they've been affected, you know, yeah. and, then, and then you try to just reintroduce. And it's like, I'm not talking to some therapist about it. They don't know. And I get, I get that. If they didn't experience that, what do they know? But I think if, if you, you know, uh, acknowledge going, coming in to meaning coming back to the real world, to the, to the normal boring world, you're like, yeah, that was really not healthy. And I had a job to do and I did it and I'm brave and everyone should commend me for that. But that 
a human brain is not probably supposed to see that. Yeah. I need to tend to that. Yeah. Um, just like you would a, a physical wound. Yes. You know? yeah. 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 You don't see it. It's in your head. So you're like, oh, yeah. maybe I don't need to fix this. But That's a bit my biggest problem with dudes in recovery. Like people that uh, I care for that reach out to me and they're like, they want some. The, the people who uh, I've seen have the most, the, the least success, oftentimes the manly dudes because they mm. look at it as something. I, I have a friend of mine who, like who's a Marine. Be a pussy. He, was a, he was a Marine, battle tested Marine. And the guy was fucking tough. And he literally said, open to me. He's like, I just feel like, yeah, I, I'm drinking every day and I don't want to drink it. He's like, but I'm a fucking Marine. I should be able to chew this up and spit it out. And I was like, it's not, there's no battle here. Okay. Like, this is a battle if I were to give you no firearms and walk you onto a battlefield with your hands tied behind you. Right? You must, you must surrender to win. Well, like, yeah. you're not going to, well. and he could, he couldn't come. He's like, I can will my way through this. And I was like, no, it's not about that, man. It's not, you're not weak for taking this route. And he, and he never, he never really picked up on it. And I, I makes a lot of sense to me that he just thought he could be stronger. And uh, I was like, that's not how, that doesn't apply here, you know. But MMA fighters, you know, truck driving, cops, a lot of like the t tropes of like masculinity, oftentimes are the ones I, I see having uh, a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have like this standard of I don't know, I should be strong, I should be whatever, and then you fail to meet that. And then you feel, okay, maybe disappointment or frustration. Or yeah, yeah. And then that plays into like this kind of self-hatred, maybe a secret self-hatred people have. And because their relationship with themselves is, you know, they're just always talking shit to themselves. You could see how that's a, that's a good recipe for an unhappy kind of life. Yeah. Um, all right, that was good. This, uh, this yeah. Like two hours. We'll Killed it. it. My man, Mike, thank you. Rogan level. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate yeah. you. Uh, you know, investing some time in us. Yeah, very yeah, cool. It was my, I, thank you. I, I genuinely appreciate you reaching out. I had a great time. Thank you guys for having me. You know? Yeah. We'll uh, anything yeah, you want to plug? I know you got your podcast. You got yeah. Anything else? yeah. Mikey likes you. The health, greatest health and fitness podcast on the earth, yeah. according to me. We but agree. Howard Stern just decided he was the king of all media, right? And then after yeah. a while, people were like, okay. He is. Yeah. You know, yeah. Michael Jackson is the king. I'm of pop. the king of pop. No one yeah. gave him. Like he decided. You declare it. So yeah. I'm declaring. That's it. Yeah. Well, we're we declare that we're the number one jujitsu podcast <laughs> in the world. So yes. That's, that's we'll us. call it that. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. We out. Thanks for coming cool. on. Yeah. All right.